0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. This is your brother, Elvis Zappara, brother in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord, for the opportunity tonight to come and, and share uh, God's word. There, there is a word I would like to share tonight that I know is going to be a great blessing. Um, I know there is a lot of people um, asking, questioning how come the rapture has not happened yet? And I would like to share from the Word of God why. Why are we still here, 2016, uh, right uh, beyond the, the half of the year? We're still here. We're heading to the end of the year, and and many are asking why are we still here? And and it all has to do, brothers and sisters with the preparation of the body of Christ the church which is a body which is the body of Christ in 1 Corinthians 12:27 we read now ye are the body of Christ and members for your part we each of each and one of us are a part of the body of Christ brothers and sisters and we each have to be prepared for the rapture. There has to be a preparation. That's why we read in the book of Revelation that the bride have made herself ready. Holiness and righteousness. The bride has made herself ready. And we know holiness and righteousness is a requirement. Having enough of oil and the lamp it's also part of the requirement. So, and thus having uh, uh, more of the Holy Spirit in our life, or the fullness, some people say, because that's what it says in the book of Acts. So there they has to be a preparation in, in the total body of Christ. The body of Christ, 10%, 20%, cannot be ready and the rest not. Then what happened is, I'm going to read to you what happened. If the whole entire body of Christ, it is not ready. And, and I'm going to read it to you from the word of Jesus and this is going to give you an idea of where we are and where we need to be according to the word now this is going to be according to the word not, not my imagination or anything okay what's this I'm going to go to Hebrew 10. but by the which we will, we are sanctified even by the offering of the body of Christ once may sacrifice of Jesus. Through that sacrifice on the cross, brothers and sisters, we are being made ready when we receive Christ in our life. We all know that. Amen. Now, 1 Corinthians twelve twelve, For as the body is one, it has many members, and other members of the body, which is one. Though they be many, says the Apostle Paul, teach the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians, which they are many, ye are but one body, even so Christ. So you see that we are, I want to confirm to you that, yes, we are one body, by the word. Amen. But now I want you to see, praise the Lord, what is the problem with the entire body? Or, or what, is, what? Where is the preparation? Where is the preparation needs to be made in the body? Why the entire body needs to be ready? Because Jesus gave us parable in regard to this that will help us understand that the entire body he cared for, God cared for. And so the entire body needs to be ready. Brothers and sisters, look. Luke 15, 4. What man of you having 100 sheep? If he lose one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness, and goes after that which is lost until he finds it. Now, look at this, at the entire body of Christ. One member in the entire body, in the 100% of the body, is not ready to be raptured. It's not ready to go home. Look what the Lord does. This is talking about Jesus. Jesus is giving out these parables, this example of himself, hallelujah, of God working to get everyone in the same page, if we want to say it, or at the same spiritual level or readiness to be raptured. Look at this. Hallelujah. Luke 15, 4. What of you having 100 sheep? That's the entire body of Christ. The entire body of Christ. Hallelujah. We are the sheep of the Lord. If you lose one, if one is not ready, if one is not ready, of them does not leave the 99 in the wilderness. You see that the entire body needs to be ready, praise the Lord, because Jesus told the Father in the Word that he cannot lose one. So 100% is what the Father required through Jesus. The entire body, Jesus Christ is the body. Jesus Christ is the entire body. He cannot leave someone himself to be lost. He himself completely, hallelujah, needs to come to the Father in the Word in celebration. The 99 in the wilderness, he himself completely needs to get married, needs to come to the wedding celebration. He cannot come without a leg to the wedding or without an arm. Think about this. How can he come without his hand, without one hand, or without one leg? Because we are part of the body. How can he leave? He say to himself, well, I'm going to leave this leg because this leg is not ready? That's not going to happen. You know that he entire himself... Is going to come to the wedding. Think about this. Please think about this and pray about this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the wilderness. So he leaves the night night in the wilderness. What is the wilderness? Testing. Where that God took the children of Israel? To the wilderness, brothers and sisters. To be tested. To be prepared to go into the promised land. We are being promised heaven. They were promised earth. Promised land. We are being promised heaven, brothers and sisters. We are going to heaven in the rapture, which is about to happen any day. We don't know the day or the hour, only the Father, Jesus said. So what I'm saying to you is, brothers and sisters, praise the Lord, God of heaven, that not one of us, not one part of his body, that Jesus will not go to the wedding without one part of his body. So you can understand me better. And go after that which is lost until he finds it. He's not only getting people ready. He's still chasing people to get them ready for the rapture. Not only he is working on the 99 to be ready, brothers and sisters, those that are ready, he's keeping ready. Hallelujah. But he's going up to those that are in his, hallelujah, his notebook. I shared that Jesus showed me one of the raptures. He had like a notebook in his hand. Brothers and sisters, and in that notebook, I saw the people that were in there. Praise the Lord. And I did notice, brothers and sisters, that not everyone that he had in the list, the list he has, went home in the ratchet. But it don't mean, that was kind of like a warning. It don't mean that that will happen, because a lot of people... Say, well, God is just going to take those who are ready and leave the rest. But well, that's not according to the word. Because the word teaches us that he, he leaves the 99 and goes for the one. So that means he wants the 100% of the sheep to come home in the rapture. This, this was given to me by the Lord. And this is a great example, brothers and sisters. I was praying for a word earlier, and there it goes. He gives me this word. To share it tonight. So you can be edified, So you to understand that he cares for each and one of us. And he wants to rapture each and one of us. Each and one of us are very significant. Brothers and sisters, to him, to God, to go home and rapture. He don't want to live one. Again, I'm going to read a parable. Luke 15:4. 4. Why, man, are you having 100 sheep? If he lose one, he compare God, the Lord, to man, brothers and sisters. Lose one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness through testing and go after that which is lost until he finds it. He wants the hundred percent of of the people that the Father had given him the list for him to rapture. Here it is another, Luke fifteen eight. Neither what women have in ten ghosts. Hallelujah. If she lose one goat, that not light a candle and sweep the Hallelujah, the house and seek diligently until she finds it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Lord is not planning, hallelujah, to leave anyone behind. He's not planning to leave anyone any of his children behind, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. He wants to rapture each and one of us because each and one of us, brothers and sisters, are very significant to him, brothers and sisters. He's not going to abandon us. Hallelujah. He's working with us, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. He's working with us, brothers and sisters, to make us Hallelujah! ready look look at uh, and, and look Fifteen five. and when he had found it when he went to went to find the sheep he finally found the sheep look what it says now he laid on the shoulder with joy he take that sheep that christian that someone his servant hallelujah and carry him in other words he begins to work on that person's life to get them ready for the right truth because he's not leaving that person behind He's going himself to get them and bring them, hallelujah, to his body and and, and have them to be ready for the rapture. Hallelujah. Verse 6. And when he come home, he called together his friend and neighbor, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. You see, the celebration here is the rapture. It is the rapture. Hallelujah, friends of the uh, Hallelujah of the Lord, John John the Baptist called to a friend. He calls all these friends to heaven. Come, come, rejoice! This is a wedding celebration. My sheep, the hundred percent of my sheep, are home, ready to be married with him, brothers and sisters, part of his body. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your word. Verse seven, and I say unto you that likewise joy should be in heaven. Listen, listen that he is talking about man, he's talking about his bride, again, and I said unto you, like the wise joy should be in heaven, for one sinner that converted, more than for ninety-nine just men, which need none um, to a man of life. Hallelujah. For the ninety-nine that are repenting, hallelujah, because a man in your life, when you repent, praise the Lord. And so, Brothers and sisters, they one sheep today that are backsliding, that have turned away. Jesus is going after them, reaching out to them. That's why he's having us to preach, just to bring his message. He's still speaking to his prophet. He's still bringing his message to them. He's still wanting people to be ready. Why is it so important? for people to be ready now, because he's coming soon. He's still going after that one sheep that he wants to bring home. He doesn't want to lose one. And if there one lost, if there's one of us lost, if there's one of us not ready, he goes after that sheep. Hallelujah. And he's working on people from one corner of the earth to, of the earth to another side, from north to south, east to west, reaching out to the lost seed that he has in his list of the raptured to be going home, that are not ready, brothers and sisters, so they can be ready for the moment of the trumpet sound. The last trumpet will sound, and is about to be sound, brothers and sisters. The last trumpet is about to be sound, but before it is sound, before the angel sounds the trumpet, brothers and sisters, the a hundred percent of the sheep, the ninety-nine plus the one. Needs to be ready, brothers and sisters, for the Lord to begin His, His celebration. Again, Luke fifteen seven. I said unto you, likewise, joy shall be in heaven for one sinner that converted, more than for 99 just men, which need no amendment of life. Hallelujah. So, brothers and sisters, the celebration, the celebration, War begins soon for the wedding. Look, verse 10. Likewise I said unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God. For one sinner that converted. In other words, we have a responsibility to continue to preach this gospel because there are sinners who are not ready. Like, I'm seeing a lot of people through the Lord's hour in these messages being converted to the Lord. I don't know which of these people are in the list of the Lord. There could be many of them, but they're still being saved. Jesus even showed this to me prior for me to see more people being saved in heaven. That, I, that praise the Lord, he was still saving people through my messages that he has given to me, brothers and sisters. So people still are being saved that are in the list of the people going to heaven. That's why the rapture could not happen yet. It could not happen. It will not happen until so the 100% are ready to be raptured according to the word. The 99 plus the 1 is 100. Read it. Luke 15 clearly is there. 99 plus 1 is 100. Until so the 100 of the body that Jesus have in the list of the body of Christ are ready. The rapture cannot occur, and this is according to the word of God. I'm reading to you. Praise the Lord. You prayed about this. You prayed about this, and you see. Again, verse 10, Luke fifteen ten. Likewise I said unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God. For one sinner that converted, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And then he goes to verse 11. He said, moreover, a certain man has two sons. The youngest said to his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods that fall it to me. So so he divided unto them his sustenance, his land, whatever he had, his inheritance is another word. So the man, uh, so not many days after, uh, when the youngest son had gathered all together, he took his journey into a far country, and there he wasted his goods. Where righteous uh richers leaving he was wasting the money in other words, now when he had spent it all, then he arose a, a, a gray uh, uh there throughout in the land, and he began to be a necessity he 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 ended up broke in other words, and he went and clave unto his citizen in the country he sent him to his farm to feed the swine the pig and he uh he would uh feign he would fain have filled his belly with the husk of the swine aye, but no man gave Then him, uh, him. And then he came to him so and said, "How many hire serving on my father I have bread enough, and I'm dying of hunger? I'll die for hunger. I will rise and go to my father and say unto him, "Father, have I, I have sinned against heaven and before thee." This happens to a lot of people who, when they backslide. They end up more broke than, than, than lot more broke than what they have because God take care of His. God take care of His. Those that serve the Lord will have food to eat. The Lord showed this to me this past week. The Lord showed me uh, my vision of the Lord, in in the days to come, martial law and hunger in the United States. I saw God providing to His, and He may He may sure to let me know that He will, in the days to come, provide to His people enough, they will have enough. Brothers and sisters, praise you, Lord. They will have enough and much more he gave me, which I'm going to share on the end of this message. Praise you, Lord. And we shall have to do with the community. The Lord is having me welcome, hallelujah, for 5,000 plus people. Amen. Verse 19. And I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy higher servant. So he arose and came to his father. And when he has... Yet a great weight off, and I'm sorry for my reading, I'm sorry. His father saw him and in had his, in his, in compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. This is God. When we repent and we turn back to him, Father God rejoices and welcome, back, welcome us back home. But this is a sheep that was lost. This person was backsliding in sin, wasting his money brothers and sisters, wasting everything God has blessed him with. Hallelujah. But now decide to turn back to the Lord. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven before thee. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Then his father said unto his servant, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put, on, 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 put a ring on his hand and shoot on his feet. This is exactly the wedding celebration. This is exactly what's going to happen at the wedding celebration. This is what God is going to do. Then the Father said unto his son, bring forward the best robe. I saw this in heaven. People will have the best robe in heaven. The bride of Christ will be dressed by God. I saw this in one of the ratchets of Revelation. Put, him, put a ring on his, on his, on his hand. There you go. There will be ring on people's hand in the wedding in heaven. Choose on his feet, not only clothing we're going to have. I saw myself being uh, having clothes ready for me, which I put on, and also uh choose, choose, oh, It's going to be so awesome, this wedding celebration, brothers and sisters. And bring the fast calf and kill him, and let us eat and be merry. There you go. Be merry. Rejoice. Brothers and sisters, this wedding celebration is going to be so awesome. There will be food. I saw Jesus at the table one time. And I saw them serving him food. There will be food in heaven. Exactly what kind of food, I don't know. But we know our heavenly bread. I hope you ask them. Verse 24. For this my son was dead, and he is alive again. He was lost, but he is found. They began to be married. Brothers and sisters, what are they? What are they rejoicing in the Lord in that wedding celebration? This is all about the wedding celebration. This is all about the raptured. In Luke chapter 15. Have anyone seen the rapture? Hallelujah. Have anyone seen the rapture here, brothers and sisters? Praise the Lord. The parable of the lost sheep. Have everyone seen the rapture and the prodigal son parable? The prodigal son parable. A lot of people probably have not heard this before or seen this before. there. rapture celebration. That's what's going to happen. But it has to the ninety nine plus one needs to be ready. So what happened now with the bread of Christ? She's gonna be suffering. Okay? She going to she is suffering. Hallelujah. She is suffering. She is suffering. She is suffering. Because she is waiting until the Lord gets the other brothers and sisters ready. Brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Now listen to this. Ephesians three six. Then the Gentiles to be inheritors also of the same body, partakers of His promise in Christ by the gospel. By the gospel, people are being reached; the lost are being reached and being brought to the kingdom. Part of the part of the body, the one that is lost, there are still a few lost, more than one, that the Lord is going after them to get them ready for Hallelujah to have the hundred percent ready. Ephesians four twelve. For the repairing of the same. Look at the word the Apostle Paul used to the, to the Ephesians. Repairing. When something is broken, it's when it gets repaired. You don't repair something that don't need to be repaired. Remember this. You don't repair something that is not broken. It has to be broken or it needs to be repaired in order to be repaired. If you understand what I'm saying, I hope God opens you understanding. Of uh, the Word of God. This is, I'm reading to you the Word of God. This is not Ephesians 4.12. Read it. For the repairing of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edification of the body of Christ. What is being repaired according to Paul? The body of Christ. The saints. Those that are not ready for the rapture are still being repaired. Why are they, why are they being repaired? Because they're broken. Spiritually people are broken. There's so much sin, so much evils on this earth that has broken people to the core. People are st- some people, many people are still in the process of being repaired. And if they, they are not ready, because they need more preparation or, or needs to be repaired for completely, the repairing, says Paul, is going on now, but people are not repaired completely. And Christ is not going to abandon people. He started the work in them. He that started the work in them, Hallelujah, is going to finish, brothers and sisters. Him that began the work, Hallelujah, there is a, a Bible verse. Thank you, Lord. That says that, Hallelujah. That He that began the work is going to finish until when? Until the return of Christ. God started a work on people, Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you Lord. I'm looking up for love I reverse, hallelujah. Thank you Jesus, hallelujah. Praise you God, praise you God. Thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord. Thank you Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Uh this Matthew 11:20 says that that they began he to upbraid uh, the city i break the city where most of his great work were done because they they, they repented not so he see even in the times of Christ people were still being hallelujah uh repair in other words hallelujah because God's not giving uh up on anybody. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He's not giving up on anybody. He wants people to be ready for the rapture. So he has begun a work, hallelujah, and and people need to be ready, hallelujah, until the coming of the Lord. They need to be ready, hallelujah. If they are not ready, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, until the coming of the Lord, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, If they're not ready unto the coming of the Lord, they need repairing. Thank you, Lord. They need repairing. I'm looking that up real quick. He that began the work will finish. Hallelujah. Unto the coming of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There are people still being uh, repaired. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. First uh, Thessalonians 2:19. For what is our hope or joy, crown of rejoicing, are not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ in His coming? So he, Paul was preparing the church, the brothers and sisters, for the coming of Jesus. Hallelujah. First uh, Thessalonians 3:13. To make your heart stable and unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, of the coming of our Lord. Jesus Christ, we're always saying, see everything that God is doing in people's life is for the coming of the Lord. It's after, it's all leading to the coming of the Lord. In other words. all these repairing, all these preparation. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. First uh, uh, Thessalonians four, fifteen. For this say we unto you by the word of the Lord that we which live and remain of the coming of the Lord should not prevent them which are asleep. Why? Because people are being made ready by the Lord. In other words, first Thessalonians five twenty three now the very God of peace sanctify you through all I pray the God that God that your whole body, soul, body and spirit may be kept blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe those are part of the ninety nine. The one the one Hallelujah according to, to what Jesus said. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, are being the the ninety nine being kept and there's one, hallelujah, being prepared, hallelujah. Then that was the example of the 100% of the sheep, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. So people are being prepared, Prepare. James 5a, but ye also be patient, therefore, and settle your heart for the coming of the Lord, draw us near. Thank you, Lord, draweth near. nine, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Second Peter one sixteen for uh, we follow not deceivable fable. When we open unto you the power of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but when our eyes we saw His Majesty, they saw Him. They walk with Him. Praise the Lord. So there is a preparation on the bride of Christ going on, brothers and sisters, right now. Thank you, Lord, that she needs to be uh, ready. The bride needs to be ready. A fishing opportunity for the hu- for the husband is if the wife, hey, even if Christ is the head of the church, the same as the Savior of his body. A marriage doesn't start imperfect. In, in Anyone who's been married for many years knows that a marriage takes years for people to truly to become one. The Bible says they are one, but that's all in the preparation and repairing of God in our in our life. The wife and the husband, God is working. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah! Colossians one twenty four, and that's comparing the, the 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 wedding of Christ or the bride of Christ with the bride of man. Praise the Lord! We are one in Christ. That's why the body is being repaired. Colossians one twenty four. We rejoice in my uh, rejoice I in my suffering for you. Fulfill the rest of the affliction of Christ in my flesh for the body's sake, which is the church. Paul and them were suffering to bring the message. Hallelujah! Of repentings to the nation. Repenting is part of the process of being repaid. Also, thank you, Lord. Colossians two one: In whom ye are also circumcised for the circumcision made through the hand by putting off the sinful body of the flesh through the circumcision of Christ. There is a circumcision of man, and there is a circumcision of Christ. When God to Abraham to uh, Hallelujah! God to Abraham to circumcise. The male, brothers and sisters, it was a representation of Christ being separated, separated and being holy. It was a It was a. It was showing, pointing to perfection, to holiness and rightness, in another word. Colossians two seventeen, which are a uh, shadow of the thing to come, but the body is in Christ. There you go. Paul says it to the, to the uh, Colossians that it was a shadow. The image of the things to come, in other words, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, Thessalonians five twenty three. But the very God of peace sanctify you through I. Pray, God, that your whole body, soul, and spirit may be kept blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Here is the preparation. First Corinthians uh ten sixteen. The cup of blessing which we bless, it is not the communion of the blood of Christ. The way we break, it is not the communion of the blood of Christ. It is a question he asking them. Of course it is. Representation of the body of Christ. That's why we take communion, the body of, Christ, excuse me, the body of Christ together, because it is representing Christ, the brokenness, the body, what He did on the cross. He offered up His body, Hallelujah, for His bride. That's why He can, uh, He have a bride which are us, because He offered up His body to die in order to obtain us to be part of His body. That is incredible. Thank you, Lord, for that. There's so much mystery in the Word of God that God is revealing. Romans eight ten. It if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness' sake. righteousness sake is what God is working in us. In order for us to be ready for the rapture, in other words, for righteousness' sake. Hallelujah. In order for us to enter heaven under the blood of Christ. Romans seven four. So ye, my brethren, are dead also to the love by the body of Christ, that ye should be unto another, even unto him that is raised up from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. There you go. What fruit is that? The fruit of love. Hallelujah. And so much fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, in other words, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Those fruit are being working in our life. You know that uh, if you have the love of God, if you walk in love, You will not doubt. Unbelief will not be in your life. Because love, hallelujah, believes all, the Bible says. Believes all. Imagine that. Love has all faith. There's no doubt in unbelieving love. And you may say, brother, how come we doubt? Because we're not made perfect in love yet. See, God is still working in us. Getting us ready for the rapture. Hallelujah. He's still working his love into our heart, into our life yet. Brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. He's still working at love. That's why, hallelujah, we have doubt in all these things because we're not perfect in love. Hallelujah. There's still fear in the body of Christ. And love casts out fear. There's no fear in love, in other words. There's no doubt. There's no unbelief. Hallelujah. Love believes all. Love believes all. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Luke uh, 24, 26. All that Christ has suffered these things to enter into the glory. There you go. Why are we suffering for the for, for the body of Christ? Christ suffered for all. Now, we all, as part of the body of Christ, are suffering for one to another. Why is some of us still waiting for the rapture to happen? Because some of us are being whole, and we're still suffering, for others that are still not ready. We're still waiting for the Lord to get other people ready to be raptured, in order for the rapture to happen. Because that's the way he said it. He leaves the 99 in the wilderness, under testing, under suffering, under trial, and goes for that other one who's backsliding, who's not ready, brothers and sisters, who went to the world to sin in the world, whatever, whatever the person went to do, he went for that person, the, the pastor, the shepherd, which is Jesus Christ, went to get him, to bring him back, her, he, whoever it is, he's after them. To bring them back and then the entire body is ready, boom, the trumpet sound. We know the trumpet's gonna sound soon. But remember, in order for the trumpet to sound, we need to be ready. Luke twenty four forty six. And remember what the Lord says to the prophet before I read this. The Lord's been saying to the prophet that many are not ready, that's why the should not happen. To doctor award and many. He says the same thing. My people are not ready, that my bride is not ready. There you go. There's still some people that need to be repaired. To be ready. Luke 24, 46. And say, um, uh, uh, say unto them, Thus it is written, that is bestowed Christ to suffer and to raise again from the dead on the third day. Christ suffer. You and I are going to suffer too, brothers and sisters. This is the answer for the question of many people how come the rapture has not happened yet? Because the Lord is getting a few who needs to be ready, they are being repaired, they are being made ready for the rapture. So the rest, we have to wait. We have to wait. And there's still things in us, in us that love the still have been made perfect in us. Don't say, Brother Obi, I think that's only going to happen in heaven, love made perfect. Christ was perfect on the earth, and we are to be to our master, the Word of God says so are you saying it is impossible for god to forgot to do it on us down here i don't think so the word says that with god all things are possible you got to stand on the word again not on your own opinion acts 318 but those things which god before has shown by the mouth of all his prophet that christ should suffer he had those fulfilled there you go the word of god needs to be fulfilled the ninety nine plus the one which is a hundred needs to be ready. Not just the ninety-nine. What some people want us to do is, well, the sixty percent of the church ready, sound the trumpet. All oh, there's forty percent sound the trumpet, Lord. Which well, is not gonna do that, because it's not gonna go against his word. Even if the ninety nine are ready and there's still one missing, Jesus said. What what does he do? He go, he leaves, these here pray, fasting, seeking the Lord in righteousness. And goes for that other one. we're still waiting for the rapture. even when the ninety nine are ready are not ready or are ready I'm sorry, he's still going for that other sheep, that other believer. why because it's in his word you got to stand on the word, brothers and sisters, not on our opinion act thirteen seventeen three opening that all uh, alleging that Christ must have suffered and raised again from the dead. this is Jesus Christ whom Say he, I preach to you. That's in the book of Acts. Praise the Lord. Act 26:23. To with that Christ should suffer, that he should be the first that should be raised from the dead, that it should show light unto the, his people and to the Gentile. You see that it began with the Jew. Those that believe Peter, Matthew, and them, they were Jew. Then the gospel continued in the book of Acts to all the rest of the nation. We know that we're Gentile that got saved to Christ. And then many other through the disciple, but you see, they all had to wait on God, and God kept saving. A lot of them thought they would see the the rapture. Why did the disciple did not see the rapture? Because the ninety-nine were not there yet. That's why the parable of the ninety-nine sheep plus one, the hundred percent sheep, is there and has been there since Christ taught this parable, and it's going to continue. Luke 15, Romans 8:17. If we be 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 hallelujah, being children, we are also heir. We're not only children, the word of God says in Roman eight seventeen. Look what the apostle teach teaches Roman. If we be in children, we are also heir. We are heir. Hallelujah. Even the heir of God. Whatever God has in heaven, it's is us too. He's the owner of gold and silver. <laughs> he is the owner of heaven. That's why we see angels serving man. Because everything God has, we are heir. Hallelujah. Everything your father has on earth, let's put it let's make it earthly so we can understand better. Hallelujah. You you are heir of what your parents own. If your parents die, hallelujah, you inherit all that. Why? Because you are heir. Praise the Lord. So are we with God. Everything God has is mine, is yours. In other words, in heaven. That's why when we pray, we need to believe what it says that we are heir. We claim what is ours. Brothers and sisters, heir in this with Christ, through Christ, in other words, so be that the, we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. Why is the bride of Christ going to be glorified? Because we are heir. Jesus was glorified, so we also will be glorified. We have the same right through Christ. He was glorified. Now we are also glorified because we got the same right. Hallelujah! We inherit the same promise. In other words, so you may understand me better. We inherit the same promise, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, through Christ. Some people say, "I, I don't want all that. I just want, I just want to be saved and go to Him." Well, just stay here. The Bible says you are, and what God says you are, it's what you are. It is what we are. First Corinthians nine twelve. If Other with you be partaker of his power, are not we rather nevertheless we have not used this, this power, but suffered all things that we should not hinder the gospel of Christ. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians one five. For as the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation abounded through Christ. Consolation is the Holy Spirit, the consoler. He, he he is a promise to us. Why do we receive the Holy Spirit? Because God promised to us that we will receive it. So he's given us the promise. You see, everything God has belongs to us. In other words, God gave us his spirit because we are heir. We are his sons and daughter. Those that are female. We are heir. So we we inherit the Holy Spirit. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. His own Holy Spirit that he has with him now is part of us. Brothers and sisters, why? Because we are here, part of the family of God. Thank you, Lord. Galatians 6.12. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised only because they will not suffer the persecution for the cross of Christ. Brothers and sisters, suffering is part of our calling. Jesus suffered. We also suffer. Thank you, Lord. Don't try to walk away from suffering. Just ask the Holy Spirit. I've got to help you through the Holy Spirit wait your suffering. And watch how he'll help you and you'll be a lot better off. Amen. Philippians one twenty one twenty nine. For unto you it is given for Christ that not only ye should believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. Hallelujah. Not only we have been given for Christ, not only for us to believe in him, but also to suffer for... For his sake, God said, okay, they're going to come to me by Christ. They're my sons and daughters. They need to suffer like you, my son. Okay, Father, it is done. We are in suffering. We're waiting We're waiting for his coming. It's not easy. It hurts. We go through things, brothers and sisters. I've been going through things in this past week. My goodness. Praise the Lord. But if it was not for the mercy of the Lord and the help of the Holy Spirit, my goodness it would have been So, so difficult, but I thank God because he has never left us, neither forsake us and all this. He is helping us with everything that we're going through because we are suffering. There's no denying that we're suffering. All of us, all of us together. Colossians 124. Now rejoice, I am my suffering for you and fulfill the rest of the affliction of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Amen. Praise the Lord Hallelujah for this way. First Thessalonians 2 14. For brethren, ye are become followers of the churches of God, which is in Judea, or in Christ Jesus, because ye have also suffered the, the same things in your own country's men, even as they have of the Jew. See the Jew, the apostle Peter and they have, they went through tremendous, tremendous suffering. I believe the church in the United States had not suffered like the church in the Middle East who were being killed for the testimony of Christ, brothers and sisters, for their belief. That is incredible. They are being killed. Other people, the disciples were killed. And so the suffering of all the people that are, that are going on, it is not even to be compared. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, to our suffering is much greater. But we thank God for his mercy. Hallelujah. First we're first Timothy one sixteen. Now now we're standing that for this cause I receive to mercy that Jesus Christ should first show on I me mean, all long suffering unto the example uh, of them, which are in time to become believe in him unto eternal life. Lord help me to read better, my goodness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Second Timothy two three, thou therefore suffer affliction as good soldier of Jesus Christ. We complain, but we are soldier. See, when the army sends its soldier out into the field against any other nation, they cannot be thinking of the suffering. They, they cannot be complaining of the suffering in the field. They need to focus on the mission in order to withstand the suffering. They, they need to be focused on finishing the, miss, the, the mission, which is the, the son of the trumpet being raised being cut up in the air with the Lord. That's the end of the mission, instead of focusing on the suffering. A lot of people today are focusing on the suffering more than on the mission. We have a mission for Christ. We are soldiers of Christ. We have been put into this field to be tested, to be used by God, to be changed, to be transformed into the image of his son. We need to stay at our course, brothers and sisters. Second Timothy two ten. Therefore I suffer that all oh, things for the elect's sake, says the Apostle Paul, that they might also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Praise God. You see, brothers and sisters, this is an eternal glory, an eternal salvation that you and I are receiving through Christ. Suffering in this, it's okay. It's more than okay, and it's fine, because we're getting hallelujah and eternal glory, eternal salvation, and an an eternal body, a glorified body, which no one else can have without Christ. Second Timothy three twelve. Yea, all all that we 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 uh, will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Why be? Why are we being persecuted so much? Why, brothers and sisters? Because hallelujah is part of our calling. First Peter 1.11, we are searchers of Christ. Uh, searching when a what time the Spirit which testified before Christ, which was in them, to declare the suffering that should come unto Christ, the glory that should follow. These, these brothers and sisters in the Old Testament or in the old, in the time of old, they, they were searching through the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, of all these uh, what I say, I said in Isaiah 53, the suffering of Christ. They they were starting Isaiah 53, and much more about the suffering of Christ. Uh, remember the Eunuch and in the, in the, uh, the eunuch in, in the time of the uh, the Apostle when one came to Hallelujah, praise the Lord to one of the disciple, praise the Lord, asking him, uh, praise the Lord. Uh, uh, if, if I say I was talking about himself or someone other, you see, because the revelation of the word is only given to them that are saved, that have the Holy Spirit. That's why a lot of people read the Bible. They don't understand anything. Very little, because the word needs to be revealed. Without Christ, you're not going to get a reveal. First Peter 2.21 to ye are called for Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow his steps, says the apostle. There you go. We have to follow Christ's steps. A lot of people don't like to follow the step, but we need to follow His step. He suffered; we will also suffer for the kingdom. I thank you, Lord. God is speaking to someone—someone someone hungry for more of God. Let someone, Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord, that, that needed to hear this word. Why are we still here? Why is the ninety-nine still here of the sheep? Because God, the Lord, is still going after that one sheep that is now ready for the ratchet. That's a parable Look, Luke, uh, Luke 15, First Peter 3:18. For Christ also had one suffer for for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us unto God. And was put there concerning the flesh, but was quickened by the Spirit. He was helped by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit was in Christ, although Christ is the Holy Spirit. No one taking my life, but I put it on myself, he said in John 10. Praise the Lord. In our case, we got the Holy Spirit, and we need to be in the world of God always, not knowing exactly where we are being led to unless he's revealing to us we're being led. But we need to trust him. What do I do, brother? We trust the Lord. That's what you and I need to do. We may not know where we are being led to or what we are being led to do, but if we ask the Lord, he'll tell us, he'll reveal it to us. So don't don't quit on the Lord. Don't say, oh, this is too hard. I don't know if I can continue. Yes, you can continue. Ask the Lord for help. Don't give up. Ask the Lord for help. The Lord is willing to help you and I. You need to ask the Lord to help you because it is hard. It is difficult. But if God is with us, brothers and sisters, who can come against us? I'm going to read this word for you, to you, I'm sorry. Thank you, Lord. To encourage you, praise the Lord, because we are in the end time, brothers and sisters, and we need to be encouraged now more than ever. Hallelujah! Romans 8:28 says this. Hallelujah! We also, we 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 also we know that all things work together for the best unto them that love God, even to them that are called of his purpose. See, God has a purpose with you and I. What is the purpose? What is the purpose? That is the question to be known. He'll reveal it to you. Verse 29. For those which he knew before, he also predestined to be made like to the image of his Son. The purpose in all the testing and trial of you and I is that we are made like to the image of Jesus. That's the purpose. And in order for us to be rational. That he might be the firstborn of my many brethren. Moreover, whom he had predestined, them also he called, and to whom he had called, then he also justified. How will will be justified by Christ? When we are repenting and his blood is cleansing us, we are justified. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. When you are justified, what follow? When you stand repenting, waiting for Christ and daily repenting, you will be glorified when the trumpet sound. That's exactly what happened. Those that he justified, then he also glorified. That's rapture. Because in the day of the rapture, Paul said to the Corinthian, we'll be transformed that day. We'll be transformed. We'll be changed in the blink of a eye." he said. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Verse 31. What should we then say to these things? If God be on our side, who can be against us? See, Jesus is for you. He intercedes for you and I, day and night before the Father. And then so, if He is for you, why are you concerned about what other people think? You should not be concerned about what other people say or what other people thinks. Because a lot of people, oh, you hear what people are saying, forget about what people are saying. People say a lot of things that make no sense. But they don't know, they have no idea. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Verse thirty-two: Who spared not his own son, but gave him unto us all to, to to dead. How shall he not, with him, give us all things also? You know that through Jesus Christ, God had given give us, given us all things. You may say, Brother, how come I have not received all the things that I am asking God? If already they are all mine, because God is giving you things little by little, as you are able to handle as you are able to handle. Praise the Lord. I will bring a Bible study on that. Because a lot of people are questioning, you know, I've been praying for these, Brother Elvie, for years. And I don't know why. God said he will give them to me, but I'm still waiting. And I'm going to share share by the word, and the word I read it to you, that he'll give you. As you're able to handle, he'll give you little by little by little until there come a moment where God can give you a lot. There are people that God can give them a lot because they can handle a lot, but you can only handle a little. I'll give you an example. The Lord gave me a lot of vision, like the earthquake in California, many other signs I was still waiting for that I know they're going to happen. He told me, and I I remember sharing with the brothers and sisters that the Lord should show me destruction and show me the aftermath of things, but never show me people uh, being dying in the process. And I said, Lord, how come? Because someone asked me. and I I went to the Lord in prayer. I said, Lord, how come you haven't shown me uh, people dying in the process? And in, and it was because I could not handle that pain and suffering was too much for me. And the Lord did show me though. And I was in so much pain after he died. And then I understood. He gives us to to what we can handle. And so be careful what you ask God, because there are things that you may be asking God that you cannot handle them. You know, you cannot handle them. And so God, if you cannot handle these things, he's not going to give them to you. Praise the Lord. A lot of the things that God had allow in our life, he know we can handle. Although some people say, I cannot handle this. is too much. No, it's not. Just ask the Lord to help you with it. Verse 33. Who should lay anything to the charge of God chosen, it is God that justifies. See, that's the problem. Uh, uh, there are people uh, coming against other Christian, Christian coming against Christian, or the world coming against Christian. Boy, are they in trouble with God? That's why, brothers and sisters, if you don't understand someone speaking from God, if it's a God owner, it is better for you to pray than go saying anything bad against that person. Because, see, who can charge? hallelujah, anything, who should lay anything to charge against God chosen one? Who can judge them? Who can say, look, especially if that God chose them one? Imagine that. And that's what a lot of people are doing, and they don't even know they are. And then things happen to them when that happens. My sister told me there have been people who the hand of God had come against them for that. The disciplined hand of God, is what I mean to say, had come against the life for that. We know what happened to mary when when she murmured against Moses the discipline in of God God did not kill, but she was leprous, leprosy came on her, and she was she turned white with leprosy. brothers and sisters that was the discipline hand of God, and there are a lot of christian being disciplined because of coming against their brothers and sisters. I tell you this, it happens to me in the past. I don't want that to happen to me no more. That's why i don't i don't I don't go out saying anything against anybody it, it, I, and there are people pushing me to say things against people, and I don't wanna and I tell them I don't wanna because I don't want the disciplined hand of God to fall on me, brothers and sisters because it's it's hard to fall into the hand of a living God. I tell you this, please take this to, to heart, take it to heart because a lot of Christian mature Christian know what I'm talking about it happens to them in the past, but a lot, a lot of new Christian coming on board that don't know this, and immediately they want to judge uh, judge other one or murmur against them. Remember what happened to Mary when she murmured against Moses. Be careful. Verse 34, who should condemn if Christ which is dead, yea, or rather which is risen again, who is also the right hand of God that make a request for us? He intercede for us, make a request. Praise the Lord make a request, and when you request something, hallelujah, he makes a request for you. You see that? Even when you make a request, a petition is what we call go, before God, he takes a petition before God and says, Father, this is what my son, this is what my son, my daughter is asking for. Praise the Lord. He He has to make a request because God is God. He's the son of God. He is a savior. Praise the Lord. He's also God, though. Don't take that for granted. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ, or tribulation, anguish, or persecution, famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sore? Nothing that will make, hallelujah, that will hurt human on this earth can can come against us unless God allows it for a purpose. Hallelujah. God will deliver us. Verse 36. I said, it's written for the sake that we are killed all day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. So we are already going through a lot, is what the word saying. We're already going through suffering. We're counted like sheep going to the slaughter. For that I say we are killed all day long. We are killed. Don't you feel like being, like that? you are being killed all day long? Well, the things that are, we're already going through that, brothers and sisters. But see, God, again, He allow as much as we can handle. Verse 37, nevertheless, all these things we are more than conquered through him that loves us. There is nothing down here that we may go through than that we are now more than conquer, conquer, brothers and sisters. We conquer this and much more. So don't feel or don't say that you can't because we are more than conquered over all these things, brothers and sisters, that are going on on this earth. We just need to pray that the rest of the body of Christ be ready for the trumpet sound. The 99 are ready. If it's one that is not ready, he will go after that one. So we need to pray for that one. Imagine if we pray for those that are backsliding, those that are in the list of the rapture, those that need to be ready to go home in the rapture that are not ready for him to help them to be ready. Imagine how much help we will do. Let's come together with the Lord to help him with those that are not ready for him to work. Because the Father, as he answers his prayer, he also answers our prayer. And we will, we will come in agreement with the Lord. He'll be very happy about that. Praise the Lord. Verse 37, Nevertheless, all these things we are more than conquer, through him that love us. There you go. We are more than conquer, through him that love us. Verse 38, For I am persuaded, I am firm, I am sure, says the apostle Paul, that neither death, no life, no angel, nor principality, nor power, no thing present, no things to come. A lot of people are ready, ready for the Nephtalene. Hear them talking about the Nephthalene things to come. Angel, principality. That's what they are a fallen angel, fallen principality, the things to come. They were in the past, nothing new under the sun. In the times of Noah, the Nephthalene, they're all kinds of evil. They're Nephthalene on television today. Sons and daughters of the Nephthalene on television. The Lord revealed that to me. I share some of the names, but I, 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 would, I would not do that again. It's things for people to pray. But they, they are on television today, Politician running for president, Nephhalenen, sons of, and daughter of Nephhalenne. God have mercy verse 39 nor hang or dare nor dare ne, need other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which in Christ Jesus our Lord. Remember that in the times of the Nefthalim, they were corrupting the earth in the times of uh, uh, Noah brothers and sisters, but God kept knowing his family. Oh Noah and his family kept themselves for God. You see the difference? Noah found grace in the eyes of God. But it was because Noah Noah, our brothers and sisters, he persevered. Hallelujah. See, one thing is for us that everybody's doing this, everybody's sinning, everybody's backsliding. Hallelujah. Okay, people are doing that, but are you going to do the same thing they're doing? Are you going to join them? Because they're doing it. Because that's what a lot of people does. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Isaiah said, says about Noah. Isaiah 54.9. For they unto me as the water of Noah, and as I have sworn that the water of Noah should not go more over the earth, so I have sworn that should not be angry with thee, nor rebuke thee, and Ezekiel it says this about Noah. That these three men, Noah, Daniel, and, and Job, were among them that they should deliver, deliver by their own soul, by their righteousness, says the Lord. See, they were Noah was so righteous before God. He lived so separated from the rest of the people. Because holiness and righteousness is a total separation from sin, from the sinners that make you sin too because I was separated ezekiel was separated they live among the people but they came among the people to give the message for their life they were not doing what other people are doing in other words Jesus said you are in the world but you're not of the world we are in this world we don't do what the people in the world are doing hallelujah ezekiel 14 20 though Noah and Daniel and Joel were in the midst as i as i live said the lord that they should deliver Neither son nor daughter. They should buy, deliver their own soul by their righteousness. See the righteousness, right standing with God. How did they become righteous? Through repentance. Through the blood of Jesus, in other words. Matthew twenty four thirty seven. But as the day and no word, so like shall the coming of the Son of Man be. There you go. Same thing. The Nephthalim were here, these demon and principality. They were correcting everybody else. But they did not, Noah did not allow them to correct him or his family. He kept away from them. Matthew 24, 38. And as the day before the flood, they did a drink, marry, and give a marry. Until the day Noah entered the ark. Noah did what God told him to do. Noah, go into the ark. Amen, God. He went into the ark. Thank you, Lord. Luke three thirty-six. The son of Cain and the son of Pharaoh and the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech. Noah was the son of Lamech. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 17, 20 says, And as it was in the days, of Noah shall be in the day of the Son of Man. What did he say, 17? They ate, they drank, they married, they gave him marriage. Unto the day Noah went into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Brothers and sisters. Hebrews 11, 7. By faith, Noah... Being warned of God of the things we were as yet not seeing. See, you see that we walk by faith, we live by faith. Noah was one of God of the things we were not seeing. God told Noah, I'm going to destroy the earth. God is saying to his prophet, I'm going to destroy the earth again. What do we do? We prepare. We put emergency food supply away. We prepare for what's coming. Martial law is coming. Destruction is coming to the United States and the world. What do we do? Do we cry about it? No. We prepare. We continue to preach the word of God, but we ourselves, we prepare for what is coming. I think about all these things every day that I need to be ready for when the judgment comes. This community that God wants me to, Jesus came to me two days ago, Jesus wants me to do. I was worried because the money is not there. The finance that the Lord told me will be there, it is not there yet. Of course, he's faithful. He's going to bring it. Jesus came to me two days ago in the morning, him in person, and told me, not to worry that he will supply more than what I need, brothers and sisters. If you have a few million dollars laying around, put it to good use and donate it for this, because it's going to take millions of dollars to put this community together. I still need the money for the land. I need more than 100 acres for this community. We already spoke with an engineer. We got we got the plan, plan written in paper, but the plan by the engineer and the architect is not there yet. We're still working on this, but the money that we need is not there yet neither. Praise the Lord. If God speak to you about this, if someone that contacted me, that God spoke to him about helping, two family, helping with this cost because there will be more than 5,000 people that will come this morning. He showed me a room full of youth that I say, who is willing to work for God? And they all raise their hand. They all say, I. In this community, there will be a lot of work. Brothers and sisters, there are people who God has given millions of dollars sitting in the bank that the Antichrist is going to take away. They can put it to good use. In this community, we not only need the, building for the, the land and the building for this community, we all need a lot of food, a lot of Full container for 5,000 people. This is a lot of work God is putting in my hand, but he told me he will provide more than what I need. Jesus told me himself. This is his plan. If he needs to delay the rapture for this, he will delay the rapture for that. I told someone about this, and then I heard a word on the internet that God, the Lord had delayed the rapture again. The rapture again. He will do that, because this is important, because martial law is around the corner. It's coming, brothers and sisters. There's so much judgment coming. We need to be ready to help out these people from the different state who will not have not even to eat. The people own their house to the bank. The bank owns their house. They're paying rent. They're paying mortgage. They only got a a job uh, just to eat. A lot of people on full stamp, SSI and Social Security, which will disappear very soon. I am telling you this, write it on stone, write it it on steel, pay to be written on steel, because Social Security, the Lord Jesus showed this to me himself, will disappear, SSI and full stamp, around the United States, already disappearing with no answer from the government. Soon will all these three things disappear. Listen carefully, write it down, so you know that it was the Lord who revealed this to me. It will disappear. When Jesus showed me that it was great riot, and people were demanding an answer from the government, from the state governor, where would their money went, their checks went? Because they are going to disappear. Our our, our, our country is in such a deep debt with no money to get out of the debt brothers system. sisters. 11 7 by faith nor... Being warned of God of the things which were as yet not seen, move with reverence, prepare the ark to the saving of its household, through which our ark he condemned the world, he was made the heir of right it which is by faith. Thank you, Lord for North. First Peter three twenty which were in the time past disobedient were once uh, when once the long suffering of God above in the days of Noah, while the Ark was preparing, were by few that is, a soul will be safe in the water. Second Peter 2. Neither has spared the old world, but say, Noah, the 8 person, preacher of righteousness, brought in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. There you go. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Lord, may the, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord Jesus Christ give you his shalom. Shalom.
2: John and Ashley's with me. Ashley, you want to say hi? Hi. Can you
0: hear me?
2: Yep, I can hear you great. Oh, and, uh, fine. We, just, we just want to welcome everybody to the Lord's Hour and, and thanks, Elvie, for having us on again. And um, I don't know if anybody listened to the program last night, you really should. I ended up listening to it a couple times. It was really, really good. And uh, it's just an awesome program that Elvie had with uh, Nicole and um, Amy as well. So, I just wanted to um, encourage you guys to listen to it. You'd love it. But, yeah, I know um, looks like Love My Jesus just put up a, a magnitude 3.0 earthquake in Oklahoma. And, yeah, the, the, the earthquakes have been really, uh, you know, kind of going crazy today. Um, I know Indonesia and the Tonga area had a bunch of, you know, stuff in the mid-sixes, low-sixes, you know, and uh, um, high-fives. And you know some of these earthquakes weren't very deep either, and that's that doesn't bode well. You can see the earth is um going through some changes and it's going through some um you know a lot of movement going on right now and we need to you know keep watching that and you know and also you know we really need to pray for you know the the people in Israel who've you know got this war breathing down their neck. You've got in the news that ahmadinejad wants to You know, basically wipe Israel off the map And all the neighbors surrounding him want to Wipe them off the map And, um, Elvi said that was one of the signs That we had to watch for Um, you know, the war with Israel And and you can find it in the Word as well It's very biblical And, uh, and and that's what we need to watch for You know, I I don't know, um, and the other thing We need to pray for too is You know, the people on the West Coast as well as the East Coast Because we've got these, you know, pending Judgments coming, and, uh and we need to keep our brothers and sisters, you know, you know, keep them in mind and, and keep them in prayer, as well as all the you know, people in Israel, because it's uh, it's going to be a horrific area. And also, I, I pray for the, you know, the, the Christians in the, the uh, Arab countries as well, and our brothers and sisters out there, because I know in um, in Syria they've almost emptied the whole town of Damascus. It seems that's kind of what the reports are. It's been uh, it's been pretty bad. So yeah, it's. Uh, it's been something else. But, um, um, but yeah, Ashley, I don't know. What do you think about all those uh, earthquakes and stuff?
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, as long as you have a Lord, none of that really matters.
2: As long as you're pressing into them Yeah, you guys really of a, a weird connection, Ashley.
0: Yeah. Um, can maybe you maybe, maybe call
2: back. There's like a back feed or something. I don't know what's going on, oh, but anyhow, no. it still sounds a little strange. Um, anyhow, you, you I might want to hear. try to call back in. That's better. All right, but anyhow, I wanted to read something really quick, you know, to you in um, Second Peter, and then we got a really good program. Um, I've got a ton of notes, so hopefully I can get through all of it before the end of the day, and and get Ashley's input on everything as well but um what we're going to do is you know look at a lot of the um the hebraic uh, feasts that they have and you know the more i study these feasts um i'm just amazed at what they are it it's it, you know it's something i've never studied before too so i'm kind of like a kid in a candy store there's a, there's a lot of information in here and um and and it's really interesting you know what these feasts are and what they entail cuz you know that's why i'm going to kind of call this a Watchman re- report but uh we're going to we're gonna do it from a Hebraic perspective and um and do it from uh you know how 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 it was taught in jesus day but the one thing I just wanted to remind everybody you know if you could second peter uh chapter second peter chapter three verses um three through nine I'm just gonna quick read them again and just kind of sum up I've got something on my mind I just wanted to share really quick it says knowing this verse that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust, saying, Where is the promise of his coming? Since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. And, you know, and, and obviously, you know, we're, I think there's a lot of people out there taking a little bit of heat. And um, just, you know, know this, that, you know, the Lord knows we were going to take a little heat. And um, and basically, um, you know, that uh, you're going to have to, um you know, we'll have to be overcomers, and um, it's okay, but I'm going to continue reading this just to kind of give you a, you know, a little bit of a different idea here. Uh, for this they willingly are ignorant that um, by the word of God, that the God, excuse me, sorry, I'm going to start over. For this they, willing, they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which now are the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of the ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years and thousand years like a day. For the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as men count slackness, but the Lord is long-suffering for usward that none shall perish but all shall come to repentance um one thing that i wanted to um you know tell you guys is you know we're going to hear words about you know destructions and whatnot and that's kind of one of the areas we're really going to talk about because because we are watchmen and and you know keep in mind that um God's going to delay this as long as he can because he doesn't want any of them to perish. And Jesus has got every one of his people in his handy, and he won't lose them. I think that's um, John 10:28, And, you know, so we, we've got to be patient, and we have to be, you know, patient for this. But what I kind of see coming is, you know, since the, the major earth changes aren't happening and the war hasn't broke out yet, You know the one thing that kind of struck my mind that Elvie said is he said everything's going to happen in a very short period of time, and I'm thinking, boy, the more it gets delayed, because the Lord knows exactly when the rapture is going to happen. He knows the day or hour. We don't know, and I'm going to talk about that too in great detail. But you know, He doesn't. You know, He knows the day or hour. We don't know. So the more He you know delays it, it's just going to compress everything and shorten the time frame. And so that's kind of what I see. I see a, a quick work of the war as well as, you know, the earthquakes are going to come relatively close together as well. So that's why, um, you know, that's why I wanted to read this verse and just, just remind everybody, you know, because, you know, God's long-suffering and he does not want anyone to perish and that he wants everybody to come to repentance. So that's the motivation behind it. Amen. And that's why we really need to pray for everybody and, and, and watch over them. Now, the one thing I wanted to read to you guys too is um this is something that happened to me a long time ago. <laughs> it was kinda of funny, I was I remember I was a pretty new Christian and it was either in like nineteen eighty four or eighty five, I don't remember what it was. But I remember I you know, very spiritual moment. <laughs> I'm I'm mowing our, our yard, and my parents had this huge yard, so it took me like, over a couple hours to mow it. But I'm mowing this thing, and I just remember the Lord told me, you're a watchman. And I had no idea what a watchman was. And he told me, read Ezekiel 33. And when you read Ezekiel 33, that basically talks about the watchman's duty. And, you know, the watchman, you know, basically when he sees the sword come upon the land, he blows the trumpet, and, you know, basically the admonition to the watchman is if he doesn't warn the people, the blood is on his hands. If he does warn them and they do nothing about it, the blood's not on his hands. So, and that's kind of the perspective I want to come to you guys with, that um, we're all watchmen, and, you know, and, and we've got a responsibility to tell everybody. You know, it's, it's, it's part of, you know, part of watching and praying. And you know, being excited about the rapture, being excited about what's coming, because we've got a lot of great things coming our way, and uh, it's going to be wonderful. Now, one thing that um, I wanted to talk to everybody about was in um, First Thessalonians, and you know, what I was doing with my studying with the—I um, mean, I've got so many notes. I hope I don't get lost. Them, I've got probably about 15 pages of notes. It's kind of funny. But I'm going to read this um, familiar scripture to everybody. We've read it a whole bunch of times. But there's something in the scripture that kind of caught my eye that, you know, that I've, I've read it in the past and I've kind of, it's, it's one of those scriptures that make you go, hmm, what are they talking about? And and basically, uh, why don't we go to First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 initially. It says, For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first. And he that, uh, which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Uh, wherefore, you know, comfort one another with these words. So it means comforting to know we're not going to have to go through the tribulation. And that's a promise that we do have from the Lord. But let's just keep reading for a minute. I'll show you what I saw. And I've actually read it a few times and I've been pondering it for a while. But this is what it said. But the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write you. In other words, you know, he doesn't have to explain to them the times and the seasons. And there's a reason, because they understand the times and seasons. Um... For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall suddenly say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But, brethren, you are not in darkness, that that day should not overtake you as a thief. In other words, he's, um, he's saying that you, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should not overtake you as a thief. And the interesting part is, I mean, look at this. For you yourselves perfectly know that the day of the Lord, or see, excuse me, the first verse, but the times and seasons, brethren, I have no need that I write you. And to me, it's, um, you know, and then he says here in the fourth verse, but ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should not overtake you like a thief. So, you know, you think about it, he is saying that it's not going to come to you as a thief in the, the thief in the night It's going to come to those who aren't watching um, I don't know if anybody's looked at it like that But um, when you do look at it in that context And then I started studying the Feast of um, Trumpets The Feast of Atonement, the Feast of Tabernacles A lot of this stuff really kind of came into perspective And, and we are going to look at it through a Hebraic perspective too So, Ashley, are you online now? Oh, I think she's having phone issues, so we'll we'll try to get her on here in a little bit. But um, anyhow, why don't we kind of get into this? Um, essentially, the um, you know what we're going to do is talk about the the feasts, and and this is why I want to talk about the feasts. You know, they're pretty important. Um, you know, there's obviously seven feasts that we've talked about in the past. There's You know, the first feast is the feast of Passover, then there's unleavened bread, and then there's first fruits. That's the part of the feast where the Messiah comes as the suffering servant. And the Passover was fulfilled. That was Jesus' crucifixion. The feast of unleavened bread, which is the second feast, that is his burial burial in the tomb. And then the third feast, the, the feast of first fruits, which is the resurrection of Jesus. And, uh, and those have been fulfilled. And then the Feast of Pentecost also was fulfilled as well. That all happened the same year. And I've heard 32 A.D., 33 A.D. I'm not sure what the, what the, which one it is, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. Anyhow, um, what I wanted to uh, discuss now is the Feast of Trumpets. Because the more I dig into this um, feast It is a real fascinating feast And the similarities Between the Feast of Trumpets And the rapture Are absolutely uncanny And and it really is So one thing about the Feast of Trumpets Is it's got Multiple names And it's really interesting Um, When you uh, dig into the Feast of Trumpets You'll find out that there's um, You know it's called the uh, um, you know the, the day of concealment, the day of hiding. It's also got a name, the day that no man knoweth which hour he comes. And it's also, I mean, there, there's a there's a ton of names. We'll get into all the details. I've, I've got it all written down. But the one thing I wanted to tell you is, um, you know, those of us who watch, we're going to be blessed. You know, the watchmen are going to be blessed. So you know, keep that in mind while you're while you're watching everything. Um, You know, the one thing that feasts are is their appointments and their proclamations. So it's something that you would cry out. And now keep in mind, these feasts were originally done with Moses, and Moses did them in the, you know, 14-something B.C. And, you know, it's probably in the 1400s B.C.
1: from what I gathered.
2: I saw a few different numbers out there, but... That was the best I could glean from that. Um, maybe somebody out there has got some more specific dates. But, um, but suffice is, you know, these were done in, you know, the 1400 B.C. Now, obviously, Jesus was, it was fulfilled in 32 or 33 A.D. So, I mean, these things happened 14, 1500 years before the spring feasts were fulfilled and the Pentecost was fulfilled. Now, the fall feasts, the three feasts, and, uh, and basically, they, they start the first day of Tishri. Is, it's, it's basically the middle of September for us. That's called the Feast of Trumpets. Then there's the Feast of Atonement, which is ten days later. That's what they call Yom Kippur. And then the Feast of Tabernacles, which is also called the Sukkot or the Feast of Booths, is what it is. The Harvest is basically what that is. And these mm-hmm. are the feasts where the Messiah returns as the conquering king. Kind of show you why that's important Because we're coming up to the Feast of Tabernacle Or the Feast of Trumpets rather And the Feast of Trumpets is September 16th, 17th and 18th And now keep in mind All these feasts are appointments Which means They happened a long time ago And these things are all tied into the Messiah It's going to be a fulfillment of, uh, And we'll kind of get through that Now Leviticus Has got um, a lot of information About the feasts and I'm going to Kind of turn to Leviticus 23 And I'm going to show you what that says here Bear with me for a second Leviticus 23, 1 and 2 Okay And spake unto Moses, saying Speak to the children of Israel And say unto them Concerning the feasts of the Lord Ye shall proclaim to the holy convocations Even these are my feasts Six days shall work be done, and the seventh... Oh, that's about the Sabbath. Anyhow, so basically the feasts are basically they're a, they're a proclamation. It's a it's like a dress rehearsal for an event that's going to happen in the future. It's a, also a holy convocation. is like a, a holy gathering. It's a gathering of, or a solemn assembly is what it would be. Now, the Feast of Trumpets is called, a, um, you know, like a, it's, it's supposed to be a feast of repentance because essentially what they do is, you know, coming up to the, they start the first day of Ilo, which is, I believe it starts tomorrow. They blow a trumpet, you know, three times each day. And from what I gleaned from my information, but three times a day up until September 16th. And so they basically are going to have, um, 100 trumpet blasts. And, you know, the last blast is, is called the day of, um, uh, the Day of the trumpet or the Feast of the Trumpets. which And it's, and it's a feast that has to do with repentance. So it, it's one it's where we're supposed to repent. And the next feast, the Feast of um, Atonement, or the Feast of Yom Kippur, that is the Feast of Redemption, or the Redeemed. And then the third one, the Feast of Tabernacles, is the Feast of Rejoicing. So we're to rejoice with that one. Now the one thing, the Feast of Trumpets is called the Feast of Teruah. Excuse me, Teruah And the Feast of Teruah is uh, You know the Hebrew The Hebraic way of saying You know the Feast of Trumpets Now there's other names for the Feast of Trumpets too It's called the Day of Jacob's Trouble And what the Day of Jacob's Trouble Signifies is the Tribulation Which we can you know get into some Scriptures there too And show you exactly you know what that means And um and, and then the second one is going to be the day of awakening, which is your, um, it, and, and that is basically I, I look at that, you know, is like a rapture. It's the um, it's a day of awakening. It's a blast. It's a it, it's a blast of the trumpet is what it is. Now it's you know when you when you break down the feast of trumpets, it's got four names. The first name is is Yam and that means the Day of Judgment. And the Day of Judgment basically it, it means an opening of books, you know. And it also means an opening of the gates. So isn't that kind of interesting how if we get raptured up, we're, we're, we're taken to the Messiah, to his home. And, uh, and he said his house has got many mansions. Praise God for that. And that's something we can look forward to. with a great joy and comfort one another with that. Um, th- the other thing is, is another name is called Yamha Kasef, and uh, I think uh, I'm kind of butchering these names. <laughs> I'm not great at Hebrew, but uh, but that's called the Hidden Day, and that's one thing that was interesting too. You know, it was that was one of the names that they called the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Hiding, and uh, and and the reason they call it the Day of Hiding is you kind of think about it. They've got um, that's the only feast where they have a new moon which means the moon was concealed, and, and what happens is when it becomes like a slight little sliver and pops up, that's, and that's another story, too. They actually have two witnesses, is what they call them, where they look for the, um, you know, for the new moon to come, and they, what they do is they have a 48-hour period that they watch for it. Once they get that little sliver of the moon that pops up as the new moon, they report to the high priest, and the trumpet is, is blasted. And, and the reason they have that 48-hour period is if there's cloud cover and they can't see it, then what they'll do is, um, you know, they'll just, you know, automatically do it after 48 hours. So either way it's going to happen. But that's really interesting. Now think about what happens to us in the, in the rapture. We get concealed as a people. We're taken up. We're gathered unto the Lord, and we are taken up. It's, uh, you know, it, it's really uh, really quite interesting how that works out Anyhow um, I also want to tell you The the third name It's called Ha Kiddishin Or Kiddishin I guess is how you say it Ha Kiddishin And what that means Is it's called The Wedding of the Messiah So get a load of this The Feast of Trumpets Is called The Wedding of the Messiah I didn't know that one And then the fourth name Of the Feast of Trumpets Is uh, Ha Moloch and what that means is it's the coronation of the Messiah. And it's, it's one of these things that, um, you know, remember, all these feasts are, are for divine appointments. Um, every one of these feasts are, um, y- you know, it's, a, it's, it's an appointment that's, that's going to be set in the future. So it's a proclamation of, some, of a future event is what it is. And it's kind of interesting, too, that, the, you know, the way they use these seasons, or they call them a moad, and that means divine appointments. And the festivals basically are all the feasts that they do have. They, they, give us a, um, they let us know what's going on. Now, if the, um, the Jews back in Jesus' time would have been able to see what was actually happening, they would have seen that, that they were having these, you know, the spring feasts fulfilled right before their eyes. And right now, their eyes are, you know, they got blinders on, but those are going to be removed pretty soon. So that, that day is going to come upon us. Amen. And, um, Amen. Look, <laughs> amen. Oh, you're back, Ashley. Good.
3: Yeah, yeah, finally. Praise God.
2: <laughs> good. You sound keep going. good really good, too. Okay. Yeah, okay. I know. It was did an you, attack. Did you hear what I was saying
3: at all? Uh, kind of. Keep going, okay, though. I. But-
2: no Alrighty. Anyhow, um, like I said, these festivals are uh, are basically uh, um, uh, like a calendar for us to watch for the events that are to happen. And you know, and, and one thing that's kind of interesting too is when you read you know, Daniel seven twenty five, where the Antichrist you know is, you know changes the times and seasons. <clears throat> that's kind of interesting because you know, as Satan and Lucifer, they don't want us to know what these. These um, signs in the in the um, in the feast really mean as well as the antichrist or an antichrist spirit, for that matter, someone who's against Christ. So, you know, you you may run into a little bit of static with this with someone who's you know not of the same spirit. But um, anyhow, you know, it's it's one thing that um, you know it's interesting. I thought he tried to change the times and seasons, and uh, the seasons are you know obviously we're on a whole nother you know, calendar than the than the uh, Jews are But um, Anyhow, I'm going to keep reading in Leviticus 23 And we can go to uh, Leviticus 23 Verse 24 And where he said uh, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying In the seventh month of the first day of the month uh, Shall ye have a Sabbath, a memorial Of blowing of the trumpets, a holy convocation they're talking about, uh, um, you know, basically the, you know, the Feast of Trumpets is what he's, what they're referring to. And when you have the Feast of Trumpets, it's interesting. The first day you have it, that day is automatically a Sabbath day, which I, I thought that was really fascinating too, because, you know, normally the Sabbath days are on Saturday, and, um, you know, but this is the only day that you can have it whenever that full or that new moon pops up. And just keep in mind, all the other moons are full moons on the other six feasts. The Feast of Trumpets is the only one with the new moon, so it's, that's why it's that concealment. There's, you know, they're, they're trying to paint a picture that you know we're, we're concealing the bride. Anyhow, um, let's see. Amen. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, yes, Ashley.
3: Oh, I, I just said amen. Um.
2: Amen. And, and then it's also going to be a memorial too. And, and to me, the memorial is—it's it, kind of a way of saying this is really important. Don't forget about this. Um, when we uh, when, when we do things over and over, it's uh, there's a reason for it, and we do that to to, to make sure it gets ingrained in us. We remember why we're doing it. Like we have Memorial Day, we and we uh, honor the you know those who you know passed on those those in the military who passed on. And, and it's a day of remembrance So he's also telling you the Feast of Trumpets is a day of remembrance um, and, and again, keep in mind too, you know, trumpets are always used as, um, you know, multiple uses actually in, you know, Old Testament um, Israel They were used for, you know, gathering assemblies, they'd blow the trumpets um, They'd use them, in, you know, for their feasts as well, obviously um, but they also used them to warn people if there was any war, so you know the watchman would sound the trumpets and that's one thing that um, you know we need to you know be cognizant of is you know these you know these trumpets are are used as a warning or it's used as a remembrance sometimes before God and um, you know it, it's a, it, it's kind of like uh you know I, I guess I don't know it's it's just a way to uh you know remind the people that this is an important event and um you know I don't want you to forget it now you know and, and that's the other thing too it's you know it it's you know with this month being the month that's just a month of repentance it's a it's a month to you know remember you know your you know why we're here and you know and and do those repentance prayers too that we do have on the website um I'm telling you They've been absolutely phenomenal. And I know, Ashley, you've had a lot of luck with the repentance prayers, haven't you?
3: Amen, I have. Um, They do clean up your spiritual life. They they hit every aspect of sin. And, um, you know, the repentance prayers, they're biblically backed up as well, and they are from God. I mean, God doesn't contradict himself. Can you hear me?
2: Oh, yeah, I can hear you great.
3: Oh, so I really fantastic! Did. Glory to God! Yeah. I I just wasn't sure if you know I'd nope, be
2: talking. Okay. Nope, nope, okay. Nope, can't that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> any,
2: anyhow, you know now the Feast of Trumpets. When I was doing some research, um, there was you know events that have happened on this day that that really kind of surprised me. Um, one of the days is um, in history. This is the day that Abraham offered up Isaac. On the altar to God, and and now you know, obviously keep in mind Isaac kind of represents Jesus, you know, being you know with God offering up Jesus, but it was actually a you know he, he was crucified for us and died for us so that we can so we can get uh, you know atonement for our sins. But but now look at it's really interesting that you know what did God supply for the for the sacrifice when He told you know Abraham to stop with Isaac. He provided him a ram, and it's uh, you know, and the ram's horn is what they use to. That's the shofar, and that's what they use to uh, you know to to blow during this whole time frame. So I thought that's interesting. The other thing that's really interesting is they apparently they use like one side of the ram horns for 99 of the blasts, and the very last blast they use um, it's a. Uh, you know they use the other side of the ram's horn, and uh, so it's only used once. Kind of interesting stuff, but um, but the ram's horn, um, I, I guess what to me it's uh, it, it's God's showing mercy and not judgment. You know cause that's what happened with um, with Isaac that He showed mercy to him, and um, and he wasn't slain, and and um, you know and they used the, the ram instead. But Abraham was obedient. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Now, the other thing, too, I was going to go to Numbers here. And in Numbers um, 29.1, it basically says, this talks about, the, um, you know, the Feast of Trumpets. And it says here, and in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, ye shall have a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work. It is a day of blowing of trumpets unto you. And then it kind of tells them what to do, but um, but the interesting about thing about that is it's a you know it's a holy conversation, it's a solemn assembly, it's a holy assembly where you know the children of Israel are you know basically you know it's their it's their appointment and it's their proclamation, it's their dress rehearsal for a future event. Amen. And and now keep in mind the name of Feast of Trumpets is Yom Teruah. I think that's why I say it, or Yom Teruah, I think is actually the correct pronunciation. But that is a day of blowing is what it's called, or a day of trumpets. And it's, a, and, and it's either it's a battle cry or you rejoice or you shout. That's what it is. Now, now in the day of trumpets, it's an alarm because, you know, it, it's obviously, you know, when you sound these trumpets, you're, you remember it's, you know, you know, sound the alarm on my holy mountain. That's, the, you know, sound the alarm is blowing the trumpet. And that's what they would do. Trumpets were, and also included shouting. Now, this is a um, an interesting psalm, too. Let me see if I have this one handy. Okay, Any other thing to say, Ashley?
0: Um, no, I just keep going.
2: <laughs> You're funny. Anyhow, um, let me see if I can find it. It's psalm, um... 40, yeah, forty-seven five. It says, God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of the trumpet. And you know, when you see trumpet, it's basically it's it's like a, a shofar blast. It's a you know. So whenever you see the trumpet, it's it's pertaining to a shofar. Let's keep talking about this stuff. It's kind of interesting. Now, you know, and, and it's basically it's the same thing that we read in you know in Thessalonians chapter. Chapter 4, you know, 17, where it says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. We shall ever be with the Lord. But before that, he says, He shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God. Sorry, I read the wrong verse. But um, you, you can see that, uh, that basically, you know, there's a pattern here. And and you can when you see the trumpets being blasted, think about the rapture. Okay. Um, let me kind of go to another spot too. Uh, so the shout is, you know, to me that's almost like a shofar of, of God. It's a, it's a blasting. It's a, it's our, uh, it's our escape time. Anyhow. Oh, this is something else too, kind of interesting. And I'm kind of getting a little bit off subject, but I thought it was really interesting. In Ephesians um, chapter 1, verse 10, look at this. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together, one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, um, even in him. There's the rapture again. I mean, it's, Elvie said that there's rapture verses all over, and I'm telling you, I keep running into them. They're everywhere. They're absolutely everywhere. Right, Ashley?
0: Amen, Yeah, they really are, I mean, and it's really nice, too, to get a Bible where they have side notes, I have this King James Version Bible, and they have a bunch of side notes on the side, and they're really helpful, and, you know, um, they show, like, all these, some of these are the fulfilled prophecies, some of these are the unfilled prophecies, Um, oh,
2: I'm not
0: what
2: the name is of this Bible, but I highly Wait. recommend it. Ashley, it, your You your gave phone it phone to me. Phone. It's, oh, it's Jennings. Yeah, Ashley. Okay, yeah. Ashley, your
0: Hello. phone's going weird again. Maybe move to a different uh, spot. <laughs> Dad, I think you're no. going to have to
2: take over. I I so why don't you just come down, <laughs> every time, time tell it I tell her to get bad reception. All right, Ashley, come on down here and we'll just use the speakerphone, okay? All right. But anyhow, um, uh, let me kind of get into um, Zechariah nine fourteen through seventeen. This is an interesting verse too. It says, "And the Lord shall see; shall be seen over them. His arrows shall go forth as lightning, and the God shall blow; and God shall blow the trumpet. He shall go with the whirlwinds of the south, and the Lord of hosts shall defend them, and shall devour and subdue with slingstones, and they shall." drink and make a noise um, as the wine and they shall be filled with bowls in the corners of the alt as the corners of the altar and the Lord God shall save them in that day as a flock of his people for they shall be as stones of a crown and be lifted up as an ensign upon his hand and uh, you know and and that one it's kind of interesting you go to the um You know, you go to the 14th verse, and the Lord shall be seen over them. His arrow shall go forth as lightning, and the Lord God shall blow the trumpet and shall go with the whirlwinds of the south. And and then it says, you know, the Lord of hosts shall defend them and shall devour. So so in other words, you know, the Lord's going to protect these guys. You know, as as the King of Zion. You know, when the armies start, you know, gathering around around them, around Israel, they will be protected. Amen. And, um, and and it's uh, and here's another verse too that uh, kind of pertains to the. Tr- there's actually a, a whole bunch of trumpet verses too out there, you guys. It's um, it's absolutely amazing. But Psalm 80, well Psalm 89 talks about blessed are the people that know the sound of the trumpet. It's a, or the know the joyful sound. It's the sound of the shofar, the the trumpet. And and to us, it's almost like the rapture blast. Is really what it pertains to Now you, you know one of the You know obviously You know one of the time frames Of this is It's called uh, um, The feast of well, the, Obviously the feast of the trumpet is Is the day of judgment And when you talk about the day of judgment It's, um, it's The day of Jacob's trouble Or the day of tribulation And um Can you guys hear me okay? All right, we're gonna do our little speaker phone this time. Hopefully this works out good anyhow um the time of jacob's trouble it's uh it's in quite a few spots in the um in the word of God. you know you can go to Jeremiah chapter thirty. If you guys want to go to that? We're going to go through a whole bunch of verses because there's there's really so much stuff pertaining to this. And um, in Jeremiah chapter 30, you look at, we'll start at verse 5 to verse 7. It says, For thus saith the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask ye now and see whether a man doth travail. With child, uh, wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail, and all faces are turned unto paleness? Alas, for that day is great. So none is like it, even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. So that's kind of the first um, inkling of, uh, of the day of trouble in Jeremiah. Now Isaiah 26 also talks about that as well. Isaiah 26, 17, it, you know, where it says, Like a woman and child that draweth near at the time of her delivery is in pain and crieth out in her pangs, so we have been in thy sight, O Lord. So, in other words, it's like a, a woman in, in childbearing. And you keep reading this. It says, you know, we have been with child. We have been in pain, as it were, brought forth by a wind. We have not, see, we have not... We have not wrought any deliverance in the earth, neither have the inhabitants of the world fallen. Thy dead men shall live together with my dead body, shall arise. Arise and sing that dwell in the dust. For the dew is the dew of earth, and the earth shall cast out the dead. That's basically the resurrection of the dead. Come, my people, enter into thy chambers, shut thy doors above thee, hide thyself, as it were, a little moment until the indignation be overpassed, and uh, and then the and then it says the Lord will come and punish us. I mean that's that's another um, description of the rapture, is what it is. And uh, and it's it, you know, like like we said it's it's all over the Word of God. It's everywhere. It's really cool. You can even go to uh, Daniel chapter twelve, verse one. And it says, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which stands for the children of thy people. And there shall come a time of trouble, as never was since there was a nation. Even to that time, at that time of thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. Um, You know, there's another part of um, Jacob's trouble. Or or else you can go to uh, Zephaniah, too. Turn to that page. There we go. There's Zephaniah. Zephaniah one. Uh, we'll go to fourteen through eighteen. This talks about Jacob's trouble as well. Just to kind of give you an idea. Now, mind you, that's one thing that this feast is called. It's called, you know, it's it's the start of Jacob's trouble, is what it's supposed to be. That's the proclamation that's made with the Feast of Trumpets. That great day of the Lord is near. It is near, and hath greatly even the voice of the day of the Lord. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness, a day of desolation, of darkness, of gloominess, a day of clouds, thick darkness, a day of the trumpet and the alarm against the fenced cities and the high towers. That kind of struck me that it's a day of Alarm and a day of trumpets. It's uh it's it's another warning, and you go back to and, and the you know the main chapter that I seem to always be coming back to is Matthew twenty four. Um, a lot of the stuff we read is in Matthew twenty four, right, Ashley? Amen. Yes.
3: Very true. Um, parallel to the book of Revelation, um, right, Dad?
2: Amen. Amen. And and basically, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go through uh, Matthew 24. We've already gone through this, uh, but but I'm just gonna kind of reiterate it one more time. Matthew 24, and um, we'll start with verse five. Okay? It says, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. We've heard that a lot of times, and you'll hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in different places. Uh, boy, we're seeing that right now. you got all this saber rattling in the Middle East. We've got earthquakes ramping up the last few years. Actually, they really ramped up the last six, seven months, and probably the last six months, they've seen the... Actually, it's taken a spike since April, and we're going to continue to see that. And then, now, look in our country. we got the worst drought we've ever had in 50 years, and who knows how that's going to play out. With these disasters coming, it's going to make it... That's just going to compound the problems even that much more. So, that's a sign. We're watchmen. There's another sign that we see. And, and that's what we look for. We look for signs like that. And 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 you know the thing is too, it's uh you know, I thought it's really interesting how they you know, and, and like verse eight it says, And these are the beginning of sorrows. And the word sorrows is equi equips, or it's equal to like uh the birth pains that you know bring forth when you're giving a child when you're getting a child, you know, born into this world. And it's it's these birth pains that we see. We see that the um
3: and the
2: birth pains don't stop. No, it's it's once it starts, it's you know, it it's on. So that's why the Feast of Trumpets, Atonement and Tabernacles is all assigned for us. And uh and, and we gotta continue to watch. Amen. Now I forgot where I was. <laughs> I knew I'd do this, I got so many notes. Now also too, it's kinda interesting too, where they when, when they're talking about, you know, Jacob's trouble, they call it a day of darkness. And, you know, one thing I thought of, too, is, you know, it's it's the beginning of that first moon, so it's just a sliver of moonlight. So it's going to be the, you know, one of the darkest periods, you know, naturally. And I thought there's a similarity there, too. So
3: it's the uh, The tribulation is the darkest time ever. Yeah. All of history. I mean, the events that occur, they are um, they are similar to events that have occurred in the past, but except the only difference is that these these um these events will be the worst ever in history. Right. That's why they call it the tribulation.
2: Yep. yeah. It's uh it's gonna be a terrible time. So we need to be in repentance. We need to you know be pursuing holiness um, pursuing the Lord you know, to the best of our ability and in, the, in its fullness too and, um, and continue in prayer and, and when you do make a mistake or you sin, just repent right away um, don't hold into it, don't hold on to it um, you know, flee sin because we, I mean like we said, this rapture is any day and, uh, and, and as you see what this Feast of Trumpets is, it's Really talking about the beginning of the period in in heaven, and uh, so I mean that's coming up really close, and you can see everything kind of getting compressed together. So it's getting close, everybody. Everything's getting close. You're seeing earthquakes ramp up. Um, we just have to really be on our game. Amen. Now it's uh it's interesting too, when you uh, when you look at this stuff, you've got uh, You know, a thief in the night is always used too. That was used in um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It's also used in 1 Corinthians. um, well not that's not used there. Excuse me. It's used in um, as well as 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. You know, where we're going to be, he's going to come as a thief in the night. It's really all over the place. And Jesus himself said he's going to come as a thief in the night. So. What we need to do is you know maybe to understand where that word comes from because it's a um it's a word that apparently in the um in the you know in the in the high priest what they would do is they would have guards around and what the what the priest would do is in the middle of the night he would come out and he would check on the guards to see if they were asleep or not and if they were asleep he'd pour hot coals on their Garments, and they'd end up, you know, lighting on fire, and they'd wake up and take the garments off, and maybe you're running around naked, you know, or without their, their cloak on, and um, and and so they basically said the high priest would come as a thief in the night, and you know, so that was kind of the Hebraic mindset of when you say the word thief in the night. It was a, uh, um, it, it was the high priest who would come. Now, who's the high priest of our? Of our faith, it's Jesus Christ, and he's the he's the high priest of our confession, and and you can see the similarities between the um between the the church and you know the types and shadows you know in the ancient Hebraic uh, perspective as well. Amen. Amen. Another
3: uh, similarity would be the ancient Jewish customs. If you look at another Analogy of the rapture is looking at as like a we're we as children of God we're the bride of Christ and Jesus is the bridegroom. Well, in ancient times during uh, Jewish wedding tradition customs were basically um, the the bride um, the bride she always had to be ready because um, she knew that any time um, her her groom would come. Somewhere in the middle of the night, he would. Um, they would make an announcement that he's going to get the bride, and then he would take her off, and that's what was considered romantic during ancient times, and that was part of the wedding Jewish tradition custom.
2: Yeah, amen, Ashley, because, you, you know, when, you, when I was doing some research on that, it was really interesting because, you know, when the husband went to get his bride, uh, or the bridegroom wants to get the bride, um, you know, the father was the only one that knew when that event was going to happen, and he would tell the husband, go get your bride. And mm-hmm. we got the same scenario going on in heaven.
3: And they blow the shofar or they make some sort of announce, okay. I believe. So cool. that's very significant, too, about what you're talking
2: about. Uh, well, the other interesting, too, is when they do go get the bride, it's not just the husband getting the bride.
0: They got a whole group
2: of people that come.
0: Yeah. They've
2: got virgins around, and the virgins, um, or, or the bridesmaids, I should say, but they have to be virgins. They carry these poles. And on top of the poles, they have their um, oil, and they have lamps. And that's and they put the, the um, the bride in this um, it, it's like a little box thing with um, poles on the ends, and they so they lift, actually lift her up and carry her out. The young men do that. Or the friends of the bridegroom They carry out the bride And it's just <laughs> like Like Jesus says You know Teaching us with the rapture And, and Paul taught us And you know All the apostles and, You know That when we With the teachings of the Of the rapture That That's just another type And shadow Of You know Of something that's um, You know you, you know It's just another event that uh, it's going to be coming And, and- Yes,
3: yeah, go on. And um, what I'm just personally assuming, too, is that these traditions could be carried out um, even in the millennium. Like, imagine how cool the weddings are actually going to be, like, during the millennium. Yeah. Like, I I bet that those, those ancient customs are going to be carried throughout um, the reigning of Jesus Christ when he's reigning the earth for a thousand years.
2: Yep.
0: So... I yeah, thought that'd
2: be really it, it be it's cool. <laughs> but it's it was amazing all the similarities when you when you look at, you know, how the ancient weddings were in Israel compared to you know, to the rapture. You know, they would they would go into a you know, they would basically have a, a feast for seven days and they'd close the doors and they'd give the all the guests different clothes to wear.
3: Mm-hmm. Um it's really, yeah, and the seven days is very significant too, because look at the seven year tribulation, like it's just the the custom the the tradition, the way they did things is just so similar to the biblical scriptures of how yep,
2: and then the and then the bride and groom actually get to go into a um i think it's called a popea or something like that it's a it's basically a marital chamber and they and they basically go away for seven days as well, and then they, you know, come out later. So the bride and groom is concealed, you know. And uh, that's another interesting thing where, you are know, talking about the Feast of Trumpets, the day of concealment. And, uh, you know, it, it says we're not going to know the day or hour, but it doesn't say we won't know the season. So we need to be uh, watchmen and, and, and keep watching everything. Amen. Mm-hmm.
3: Amen.
2: All right, and then and then you, you kind of look at the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. Um, we'll, we'll just kind of read that really quick, what the foolish virgins, you know, where they messed up. It says, and the foolish said unto the wise, give us oil for our lamps. Our, our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered said, not so, lest, in, lest there not be enough for all of us. But you go rather to them that sell and go buy for yourselves while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. So, in in other words, um, you know, then they go to him, Lord, Lord, and he says, you know, depart from me, I didn't even know you. And then he says, watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour for um, when the son of man comes. So, says we're not going to know the day or hour when he comes, and that's that will never change. So, I mean, could it be in the Feast of Trumpets? I would say there's a really strong, strong chance because of how the, how the Hebraic um, customs are. But I could be wrong. <laughs> but so it's just another watch day for us. It's, mm-hmm. it's time for us to just watch and make sure, and and watch right. these things. And, um, and if it does happen to be the, that day, well, hallelujah. If not, we're going to keep watching. Amen. It's just one more watch event that we have. Amen. Because um, keep in mind, you do not know the day or hour. None of us do. So we are, and and plus, you know, the the ones who do watch, you're you're counted blessed, and you know, and those who go up in the rapture are blessed. So it, it's a joy for us to do that, to watch for this stuff. And um, although it's not fun to see some of the horrific signs coming, but the other stuff, you know, we can watch, and we can look at the and shadows and, and put stuff together
3: mm-hmm. Amen. because nothing is new under the sun um, Ecclesiastes um, chapter 1 verse 9 through 10 the thing that that has been it it is what will be again and that which has been done is that which will be done again and there is nothing new under the sun is there is there a thing of which it may be said see this isn't it, see this as new, it has already been in the vast ages of time, recorded or unrecorded, which were before us. So it's basically saying, you know, time repeats itself. You know, events, things, they, they repeat them, themselves. They have similarities.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it it, it does have similarities. And, and, and that's why, you know, when you look at the face, remember, they're they are divine appointments. They're appointments for us, and that's what we have to look at on this. Now, let's look at some more. I'm going to kind of go into a little bit of detail on Matthew 24, too. There's a lot of stuff in there. Um, I'm going to read Matthew quite a bit, but um, but I think it'll be worth it. We're going to go Matthew 24, verse 36 through 51. So it's a bit of a chunk, but, but you'll understand why. Um, but of that day and hour, no man knoweth, not even the angels in heaven, but my Father only. There you go. There's another type and shadow of the wedding, where only the Father knows. But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and given in marriage until Noah entered the ark. So in other words, nobody had a clue of what was going to happen, except Noah was preaching to them because he was a preacher of righteousness, He was probably warning them, and they just probably laughed it off and ignored him. Let's see. Now, look what it says about these people. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also be the the, the coming of the Son of Man. Um, And look what he's saying. There shall be two in the field. One shall be taken, and the other left. Two women grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Watch, therefore... You know not what hour your Lord does come. In other words, he's telling us, he's commanding us to watch. We have to watch all these signs and continue, continually watch. The two women, you know, one was taken, and then two in the field, one was taken. Those are raptures. Those are rapture verses, and it, it just shows you right there that we need to watch. Let's see now. Now look what it says. But notice, if the good man of the house Had known in which hour the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, also be ready for any hour, for in such an hour ye think not the Son of Man cometh. So, in other words, that's really an admonition to the people who aren't really watching that close, and it's a wake-up call. He's saying, when you don't think it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And, and we need to look at everything you know you, you look at what the feast of trumpets is called it's a it's basically a repentance, and then the Feast of Yom Kippur is the redemption and we, we need to be cognizant of what these things are and watch the signs and what are the main signs? We watch Israel, and we watch the you know both of the coasts right now on the east coast and the west coast <clears throat> in the in the Israeli event to me is really a, I mean, obviously it says there's wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes in different places and pestilence as well. We're seeing the pestilence is kind of rear its ugly head all over the world now. You're seeing earthquakes ramp up, but you also have to look at Israel. But
3: the signs are intensified. It's just like.
2: It's, yeah, it, it's like labor pains. It's getting we're more.
3: hitting unusual records constantly right
2: right it's it's, best it's not pain. that we're
3: getting more news coverage, it's just we're actually hitting more um, records of
2: yeah.
3: things and also too, random flocks of birds Are falling out of the sky in different places around the world you know we have mass amounts of fish you know randomly dying as well we have um weird animal behaviors going on around the world as well
2: Um, do you want to say anything well yeah i mean that's that's exactly what's going on We're, we're watching these signs and obviously stuff is amping up so that means we're getting that much closer to going home and that is going to be a wonderful day we can all go home and get our glorified bodies and then I know everybody up in heaven's talking about that right now. I, I bet they can't wait as well. But um, but you, you know when you when you read these things, you know you know because it, you know, it basically when when I read First um, Thessalonians, you know, chapter five, it basically you know follows, inferring that they knew the time and season, maybe just not the year. So. I, you know, when, when we finish going through this, you're going to see that the Feast of Trumpets is really, you know, it's the beginning of the time of Jacob's trouble, and also it happens to be the time of our the rapture. So, up from from this month of repentance up to that time period, to me would be a huge watch time, because you know, if if it's indicating the Feast of Trumpets is the time of the rapture, mm-hmm. well, we need to be cognizant of that. Now, we could be wrong; It could be sooner. But we still need to watch. Everybody, watch. This is this is really exciting.
3: Yeah, we need to be very serious about seeking the Lord. And we, what I do every day is I pray to the Lord to give me discernment. I pray to the Lord to give me, um, you know, to remove pride from my heart and to instill fear of the Lord. Because fear of the Lord is what causes us to have a um, a humble mindset. You know, we don't want it when we have fear of the Lord, okay, actually, I'm going to read what I uh, wrote. Um, ask for that fear of the Lord so that we can become more obedient. When we fear disobedience, our hearts get humbled. Our mindsets change to, how can I serve you? How, how can I know when corruption enters into my heart? Fear of the Lord is the first step to wisdom. This fear shouldn't put you into distress or make our spirits um, hasty. Um, it says in the Bible, God will deliver us out of distress. So that would be contradict. You know, that would be a contradiction if you know we were in distress of the fear of the Lord. You know, yeah. It We we get this peace in our hearts. You know, God wants to protect us from chaos. God wants to protect us from getting hurt. You know, He wants us to have that wisdom and the first step to having that wisdom is fear of the Lord. And, you know, just dive into your word, and that, that wisdom is there as well, right in your Bibles. And before you even go into the Bible, too, what I like to do is I like to say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me what you want me to learn today. Minister to me through your word. What do you want me to read? And have it catch my eye and have me open my Bible with an open heart and an open mind. Because I know people, I even had an atheist friend who read like all the different versions um, translations of the Bible, and um you know what I kind of got from the Lord was that he didn't read the Bible with an open heart he just read it with um from an intellectual um standpoint you know he he didn't have his heart open to it, but anyways. Um, so I really hope that you guys do that. Just pray that the Lord will open your heart to that and pray that um, the Lord will reveal to you um, how you know you know the sin that tricks us because I know that the Lord has been doing that for me left to right and it's just it's so amazing when you ask the Lord to reveal you scriptures as well because it's like I could get. Five different scriptures from five different places around the Bible and they're all similar to what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach me. Like, it's just, it makes the words, everything, you know, worship music, it all just comes alive. Like, I know that when I was backsliding, um, I listen to worship music and I'm like, what is this stuff? Like, this is really boring. But I mean, I listen to it now, and I feel God's anointing. I'm just like, I just want to worship you, God. And you know, God, it, it's just—it's a wonderful transformation. It's just you—you you can see it. when you ask the Lord for discernment too. It's just you can start—you you get more sensitive in the spirit realm, and you can just start feeling, you know, like His anointing and His love, and oh, and also another—not to. Don't mind me, I'm going to get off a little off track. But, um, you know, also with testing and stuff, um, you know, I've heard from Christians before, they're like, it's all about the experience. you got to feel the anointing all the time and stuff like that. It's like, no, it's simply just a blessing to feel God's presence. You know, what, what matters is that you believe in it. You have faith in the Lord, you know, and you have your heart, on the Lord, and yeah. if you don't ask the Lord that, say, Holy Lord Jesus, I want to have my heart on You. I don't want to have my heart on the things of the world. Yeah. And I've been doing that, and my life has been changing dramatically in such a short period of time. And that personally is significant to me as well. That we're in the latter days, because you know I am learning things at such a rapid pace, and other people around me. Are as well, and you know when you're pressing into the Lord as well, you others around you get blessed. I've said that so many times, but it's so true. And I know that when I say that, it will bless someone out there on who is listening to this show. But anyways, praise God. Yeah, well
2: that's that's one yeah. thing. You know the, that's one thing that really blessed me about yesterday's show was when when they were talking about. Um, You know, cleansing, where you ask the Lord to take your soul out and cleanse it. And and your spirit and your, you know, when you go to sleep, he he can, you know, test you while you're sleeping. And I know Elvie's going to hopefully talk about more of that next week because that was really, I mean, I I basically did that last night before I went to bed. And uh, when I got up and I just felt, you know, I, I could tell something was going on while I was sleeping. And um, and yeah, it works. It, it really works. So yeah, if you guys really want to be blessed by a great show, you know, listen to that one last night. It was very informative and and it, it'll it'll help you, you know, with our walk because you know the whole thing is we're we're getting close. This is this is kind of you know things are wrapping up and it's it's getting to be. Uh, I just also wanted to share
3: another personal thing that I'm. I'm feeling from the Lord, um, okay, yeah, I can share it. I just want to make sure. Um, Well, uh, I'm feeling that, you know, I will be going through a test where I won't be feeling his anointing as much. And it will be a test of faith to see if, you know, I'll still, you know, really press into him and stuff, even though I'm not really feeling his presence as much. And... And um, you know, it, it really it doesn't matter if you don't feel like feel his presence or not. As long as you know that he's there and he's with you, and he will not forsake you, and you are being obedient, and you are being a faithful servant, and that's all that matters. And um, you know, I've I've been going through tests a lot too. And you know, ask the Lord, say, because oh, guess what? Tests, people, they're a blessing. You know, they're. Yes, you may fall and you may get attacked by the enemy, but you get back up, you repent, you say, Holy Lord Jesus, I am sorry, um, you know, I'm here to serve you. And, you know, you're going to get refined. It says that in the Word. God tries us, and, you know, these trials, they refine us. I I, I can't, uh, well, I, I don't remember the verse, but, you know, it says that in the Word. Right. And um, you know, just even I I'm, I'm gonna give a, just a quick testimony here the other day. Um, the Lord, you know, earlier I was saying, Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you things through scriptures and it's really miraculous what he can do. Like I I mean, I know that praise God, hallelujah, just put the words in me, holy Lord Jesus. Um I know that he, the way he reveals things to me, is just like I, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do this on my own. It, like this isn't just luck. This is, this is God. Like, you know, I'll ask him specific things, and they will just be, they're just all similar. But anyways, so my personal testimony. Um, well, the Lord has put on my heart, and it's difficult for me. It's. It, been difficult for me to say this to my mother, but, um, you know, Laura's from my heart, he doesn't want me to go to college, and, um, you know, it's it's tough, because, I mean, I mean, I'm 18, and everyone, I'm going to be a senior this year in high school, and people are like, you know, what, you know, where are you going to go to college and stuff? Oh, you need to start applying here, you need to start applying there and stuff, and it's just Everyone automatically expects you to go to college I'm not saying college is a bad thing But, you know, it's just the Lord doesn't want me to And I have to trust Him on this You know, God, we are like the canvases You know, God's the artist And He knows, He's the only one that knows How the picture will turn out on the canvas And so we just have to trust in the Lord And we have to obey Him And ever since I've been doing that My life has been absolutely amazing but anyway, so I was telling my mother this, and, um, you know, she was basically doubting what I was saying. She's like, well, are you sure that the Lord is telling you this? Are you sure? It's like, Mom, I've gone into prayer about this. Lord has been confirming to me that he does not want me to go to college. He, you know, he doesn't want me to be really part of this system. He wants me to press on the Lord. He wants me to do the Lord's service. And so... um, I was telling my mom and her boyfriend this, and, you know, um, her boyfriend took it well. He was like, we respect that. And But my mother, she just, she got really worried. And um, all of a sudden, because the Lord speaks to me definitely through scriptures and writing and stuff like that. Um, you know, we were all sitting down, and um, my mom's boyfriend, he started, <laughs> he's, we open up our fortune cookies because we're sitting at a restaurant and um, he reads his his fortune cookie and it says, um, people may doubt what you say, but they will believe what you do. And I was just like, wow, that's honestly really, I guess better too. Um, But really, this this fortune cookie, this this little note, I mean, it, it really explains kind of this situation my mom's doubting what I'm saying but you know but they will believe what you do you know and then the second one I, I opened my fortune cookie up and because um, it's so amazing how God he just he controls all these situations he's con- in control of everything but um the second one I opened up I, I read mine this is the one I had it said no matter what your past has been you have a spotless future and I just I love the word spotless because you know it makes me think of like a spotless bride, you know, in the rapture and stuff. But but anyways, you get my point. We were we were sitting there. We were act we were talking about my future and stuff. And I was telling them that you know this is what the Lord wants me to do, and I'm gonna press into Him. And my mom was doubting me. And this is these are the two fortune cookie, things. um. Little notes that I get, and they're completely like you know, they're completely explaining the situation I'm in, the conversation we're basically having. And I, I love the second one, it's just, it says, I'll read it one more time. It says, No matter what your past has been, you have a spotless future. I mean, as children of God, when we're pressing into Him, and we're constantly repenting and cleaning away those sins. We will have a spotless future. This this little note is not just going towards me. This is going to all the children, all the faithful, obedient um, ser- servants out there of God. And then the last one, my mom, she read her her last little fortune cookie, and and <laughs> um, she said, "There, this one's funny. I love how the Holy Spirit has humor. Um, this one is there are coincidences." isn't that funny the last one is there are coincidences yep but it's just it's so fascinating and that's just a tiny example of how the lord just works through people's lives but what are the chances like really dad you know what i mean
0: yeah like really Kind of weird
3: (laughs) and i I don't know i don't know if you guys listen to jonathan cleck but um kind of made kind of made me think of like a moment
0: he would have or something
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If any of you listen to him a- Anyhow um, <laughs> Very good Ashley I mean I guess you know the one thing I was going to read you too in Isaiah 26 um, let, me, let me just read this for you Verses uh, We'll start 19 through 21 This is actually a, a form of the rapture It says My dead men shall live together with my dead, with my dead body it shall arise. Awake and sing, ye that dwell in the dust, for thy do is a dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast you out of the dead. Come, my people, enter into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee, hide thyself as it were for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. That is for sure a reference to the rapture. And you can see what he says. Look what he does. He he says, "Come up, my people, into my chambers." That that would be like a, the wedding chambers, really. What it you know makes sense to me when the when the bridegroom takes away the bride for seven days, and obviously you know it's been chained into seven years. The other thing is, it, you know, the thing that's interesting is this: the doors get shut, so nobody else can come in. When we go up in the rapture, that's it. These doors shut. They're, they're not going to be open And until the indignation overpass That's the tribulation time frame Until that is done And that's and that's what this world is coming up to And um, and it's, uh, it's, it's but We'll get, kind of get back here to the Rosh Hashanah piece One thing that's really interesting about this Is you know Like I said earlier They had two witnesses that go out For the next 48 hours And these two people Actually they look at the moon you know, that's on the. It's called the first day of Tishri. Tishri is actually the the, um, the first month. Right now, the month of Elul. I believe this is the last month of Av, which is from the middle of July to the middle of August, mm-hmm. and then the middle of August to the middle of September is the month of Elul, and then the middle of September to the middle of October is the month of Tishri. So the first day of Tishri is when the day of the the Feast of Trumpets But it's also called, you know that it's called the Feast that no man knows the day or hour? Really? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, wow, that's the name for wow. it.
2: We, we hear that all over. <laughs> yeah, and um, and what's that sound like? It's just there's so many uh, similarities and correlations. I thought that's really interesting. The other thing, too, is um, it's also called you know, even though you got the two witnesses looking for 48 hours, they call it one long day, <laughs> even though it's two days, because they're watching the clouds and trying to find the moon, so they can report to the high priest that, hey, guess what? We can blast the, the last trumpet. So all the last trumpets go until until you get to the very first day of Tishri. That's where the that's when the last trumpet goes. So otherwise, you have multiple trumpet blasts every day you know, for the whole month of the low leading up to that. And the month of the low is supposed to be the month of repentance. I thought it's really interesting. Uh Elvis going into how we can get cleansed more, how we can get a, a deeper repentance, how we can get a, a deeper cleaning so we can walk walk closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, hear his voice better and, and just prepare ourselves like a like a bride getting ready to meet the bridegroom, which is really what we should be doing. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. All right. Um, let's see here. We're gonna talk more about. Yeah. Well, here. Let's let's read this thing too. I wanted to. This is my other little favorite verse. 1 Corinthians 15. Let's go to uh, number 51, verse 51 and 52, and then 53. Okay, we'll go. On. Paul wrote this and said, "Behold, I'll." I show you a mystery. We shall not sleep, but we shall be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this incorruption must put, or for this corruptible must put on incorruption, this mortal must put on immortality. And, you know, there's another um, idea of the rapture. and But it's really interesting that... Um, you know, there you got it again. For the trumpet shall sound. I mean, is are they talking about the uh, the last trump in the feast of trumpets? Could be. Um, let's uh, now Pentecost is kind of interesting because apparently Pentecost is known as the first trump, and we know when when the feast of Pentecost um, happened. That was when the Holy Spirit, you know, descended like a rushing wind upon the, the 120 in the upper room and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and, and due to the power and they went out showing signs and wonders and LV got a glimpse of what what they were like, how much how much of the Holy Spirit they were filled with and, and how much, I mean, got to the point of Peter's shadow would heal people. Um, they just want a shadow to hit them and they'd be healed. That's just an amazing fullness of the of the of the Holy Spirit, and that's something that um, you know. Hopefully, we'll be doing the same thing because uh, you know. We're, I know we're all going to start that that fasting on Monday. So praise God. We'll we'll keep pursuing a, a a deeper, more filling of the Holy Spirit. But but that's that was when the dispensation of what they call the dispensation of grace started on the Feast of Pentecost. So yeah, I mean to me it would probably make sense if you know that it stops it right before the feast of trumpets or on the feast of trumpets, I don't know, but that seems to be what things are looking like it's gonna be. Um, whether it's on that date or not is yet to be known. But um you can make your own decision, but just watch and pray and be kinda worthy to escape all these things. That's what we're supposed to do. Luke twenty one, thirty six. Amen. Amen. So we can stand before the Son of Man. Amen. Amen. Stand before Jesus. But But the dispensation of grace is really the church age. And the church age is, you know, just about over. And this is something really interesting, too. I was watching Jack Van Empe, and um, this guy is amazing. He's got the whole Bible memorized. (laughs) I don't know how he does it. But but he, he calculated a bunch of, you know, how long it was for the generations. I know he went from Adam all the way to Jesus, and it was like 52 years, is what the average for a generation was, and I think he did it from Moses to Jesus, and it was also 52 years. So he did a few things. So if you, you know, look at the verse in, um, I believe it's Daniel 2. It's when the the temple's trodden down by the Gentiles, until, you know, until the fullness thereof. I believe that's talking about the church, and it's really interesting. You know, if you go 52 years from 1967 when Jerusalem was captured, because it was specifically talking about Jerusalem in that verse. I sorry, I don't have it handy, but but um, maybe somebody can put it up on the chat. But basically, if you go from 1967, you yeah, add 52 years, that puts us to 2019. If you go back seven years to the tribulation, that puts us at 2012. And like I said. Our, our divine appointments are one of three. We got three divine appointments that haven't been finished yet. You know, you've got your Feast of Trumpets, which is the repentance, the Feast of Yom Kippur, which is the redeemed, then the Feast of the Tabernacle, which is rejoicing.
3: And a lot of people, it just seems, are waking up right now. Y- you know, I just, more and more people are getting confirmations or getting things from the Lord, and it's just. It's, I'm It's, it's a
2: miracle.
3: Glory
2: to God. Um, well, I, I think you are waking up because, you know the. Well, the it, signs going
3: on. Well, you also
2: got. You know, I think it's just the time of time of the the what's going on. We got all the signs going on around us. We've had some really strange things happen that have never happened before. Yeah. Um, you got these bizarre signs and the, the sounds in the sky. They, they sound like that. Those aliens from War of the Worlds, you know, it, it, it's just we've you've got these animal deaths, we've got earthquakes ramping up, you know. Obviously, we got the signs right there. Yeah. So I would think the signs are waking people up, and then you got the Holy Spirit working. But they're the biblically
3: backed up too, because um, you know, you don't you want to be careful as well. You just you don't want to just look at the signs. You also want to look at you know if the signs are biblically backed up. You know, um, I know that some people they they get carried away with that, and then they end up falling into like you know believing into believing some false doctrine or false prophet, and yeah, you we really have to be careful of that. That's why I highly encourage people to just say, Lord, please give me a strong discernment about you know what doctrines are true and false, because there are quite a few out there that are very deceiving and, you know, we we can't, if we're getting a check from the Holy Spirit, we can't, don't put it in the back of your head, don't. Just, and have the Holy Spirit say, if if I'm getting a check about this, intensify that check, you know, or like, you know, really kind of knock and say, hey, you, you need to not look at this or you need, you know, so just, just be careful. So as, as long as you're walking through Christ, that's what matters most. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's right. So, um, well, I, I
0: guess what you're saying,
2: Ashley, is we have to stay awake, don't
3: we? We have Yes, we have to stay awake. And we really need to use our discernment because people have a tendency to take advantage of that, and then they don't even realize that they're getting attacked by the enemy or deceived by Satan. And we can't have that happen.
1: Yeah,
2: amen. Well, I found a little verse that might kind of inside with what you're saying. It's in Ephesians five fourteen. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. You know, you got a lot of people that are, like she said, they're waking up, and people are 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 coming around, and it's the Holy Spirit working in them, and it's a marvelous thing. So, you know, and 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 I guess the thing that we need to watch too is, you know, when when the feast of trumpets does happen, um, you know, one of the things that that the feast of trumpets is, it's a it's a day of um, opening books and a day of um, uh, it would be a, a day of uh, judgment as well, and uh, or opening of gates, excuse me, and uh, and, and that's one thing that uh, I thought was really interesting too. When you, you know, you got to look at when it's opening up the books and, and opening up the, the gates or the day of judgment, it's, uh, um, you know, it, and it's amazing that it comes to, you know, you got to keep in mind for, you know, what's it, 30 days prior to this event happening, you know, you got the month of the law, which is the month of repentance. And that's why, you know, the Feast of Trumpets is about repentance. And it's, it's just great that what we're doing is really concentrating on repentance. And, um, and another interesting thing, too, I, I read somewhere that somebody said Jesus was baptized on, on the first day of um, Elul, which is, uh, you know, I believe that was right, not the Feast of Trumpets, but the original day of when this whole repentance started. And he, and now keep in mind, he went into the wilderness for 40 days. So he came out at the Feast of Yom Kippur, the Feast of Atonement, and that's all about redemption or for the redeemed. So how's that for kind of interesting? He came out on that particular date. I'm not sure that meant that was fulfilled then or not. I still don't have it all. I not complete understanding yet, but I'm working on it. Amen. So we'll have to do study to show ourselves approved you know the i think the idea of the the feast of atonement which is the next one 10 days is if there is sin it, it gives you a chance to repent and uh, it gives you a, a chance to um you know be redeemed and uh and and that's what the whole idea is behind that now and, and we know too that our works are going to be judged um you know all of us are when we do uh Go up there when the books are opened and, and that's the other reason why this thing may Make a lot of sense is because You know on the Feast of Trumpets when the books are Opened what happens is That's when we're judged I think all talked about there is going to be a, a judgment so I'm sure our works Are going to be judged and you know Whatever burns up in the hay And stubble is uh, You know the works that weren't uh, worthy And the ones that are golden. And silver, they're going to survive the fire, so amen. amen but uh but that's another kind of interesting thing too. when I was reading you know I, I kind of did a little Google search you know of ten days to see what was in there with um with the uh you know Bible gateway, and it, it was interesting when I read Revelation chapter two, verse ten, it says, "You shall have tribulation ten days, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life." And I was thinking of the 10 days from the trumpets to atonement. And <clears throat> look at that. Those people are redeemed in 10 days. So there might be something to that. I haven't put two and two together yet, but kind of interesting. Don't you think, Ashley? Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah.
3: Connecting the dots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Here, um,
2: okay, let me, uh, let me uh, show one more thing here. Okay. Um, Revelation chapter 5 This was this was kind of interesting It says and, be, and, be, and I beheld And I heard the voice of many angels Round about the throne And the beasts and the elders And the number of them That was 10,000 times 10,000 And thousands of thousands In other words It's every living creature Is around the throne Because it's um, people, beasts, everything Elders And saying with a loud voice Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And um and and that's one of the things we're gonna be doing in heaven, glorifying Jesus on his coronation because of the fact he's he's worthy to uh worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Um I I don't know. Um holy Lord Jesus Just
3: is- but any of the words to say? Amen. Um, I love Jesus. Amen. He's great. All right,
2: Ashley. <laughs> <Yeah. want to laughs> no. Um. Well, uh,
3: you want to say
2: anything? Or? No, I was just gonna give you a chance to say something, but that's okay. Well,
3: I I don't want to go off topic.
2: <laughs> oh, that's all right. We always do, right? Yeah, well,
3: that is kind of true. <laughs> we actually
2: do. So.
3: That's what's done about
2: you? Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I am going to do, too, is you look at, um, you know, you know, when so really, you know, we've got the opening of the gates And we also have, the um, you know, the opening of the books Obviously the opening of the books are judgment
1: The opening mm-hmm. of the
2: gates are for the righteous, you know, gates are opened by the righteous by the blood of the Lamb uh, We enter into the gate by the blood of the Lamb Jesus stands at the door and he knocks and, you know, anyone who will Hear my voice, let them in And, you know, there, there's all types Of, you know, types and shadows About that In the word of God There's also, you know um, it, It's like I, I read this in, when I had my Isaiah 26 open, it says Open ye the gates of Let's see, that the righteous nation Which shall keep up the truth may enter in And There's another gate And Also, you know, Revelation Chapter 4, verse 1, which I honestly think that's a It it just Strikes me as a rapture verse So look at this After this, I looked, and behold, the door Was opened in heaven, and the first Voice, which I heard As it were, a trumpet Talking with me, saying, come up Hither, and I will show you more things Anyhow, um, there you go It's another door, it's another gate It's in heaven, so it's, it's interesting they call this the Feast of, you know, it's the, you know, the Feast of Trumpets is also known as the opening of the gates So it's an opening of the doors, you know, you're going to have the, you know, the door of the tribulation kicking off And the door of the rapture closing once we get taken out So you've got two different doors And um, in the tribulation, there's a, there's a lot we can talk about that um, basically, you go to I know. Ashley's been showing me Joel chapter two a lot, and lo and behold, the oh,
3: Lord keeps speaking to Joel. <laughs> yep. Not me.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a I mean, it's a great book, and amen. Yes. It, it, it really it really gives us a a lot of information. It's a type and shadow of what's what's coming, and it's you know and. Here, why don't we? Just, I'll just start out reading the first couple of verses in uh, in the Joel chapter two, verse one. It says, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Where did we read that stuff before? <laughs> it, it, it's amazing. You find stuff in the New Testament It's in the Old Testament as well. And, um, you know, and there we go again, blowing the trumpets, sounding an alarm, waking people up. And what are they doing that? He's doing it right before a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds, a day of darkness, as morning, pressed on the mountains, a great people, strong, and there hath not been ever like neither shall be there evermore after it, even to the years of many generations. And that's the beginning of the tribulation. We got it once again. And, um, I mean, what do you think about that, Ash?
3: Amen. Um, you know, I, I'm i I'm actually a little distracted right now. I'm trying to get to the book of Joel here. Okay. Um, just give me one quick second, Ash.
2: Well, I'll keep I'll keep breathing. Let me go to Joel chapter twelve. This kind of shows you the Lord's mercy. Therefore, also now saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart, with fasting and with weeping and with mourning, and rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth of and repenteth him of the evil, who knoweth. Um, if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind. Well, anyhow, um, I think I read too far, but you, you look at, you you look at the Lord, you got it here again. Um, you know, you what he wants to do after that great and day, terrible day of the Lord, you know, he's, he wants you to turn your heart with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. And, um, you know, rend your garments and, you know, rend your heart, not your garments. So he's he's looking at the heart. And look what it says. For he's gracious, he's merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and, re- and repent of him of the evil. And, um, but then you keep reading this, you know. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion. <clears throat> sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children. And those that give suck to the breasts. And the bridegroom. Go forth of his bride chamber. Of his chamber. And the bride out of her closet. Um, that just shows, you know, the Lord getting ready to return. He comes out of the bride chamber, uh, out of his chamber and the, the bride out of the closet, and. Um, I came out of the urn. Yeah, I, I don't know. It could. I
3: wonder, huh?
2: But there you got it again. You know, more trumpets. Amen, amen. Um,
3: I'm reading.
2: You're still reading, okay? Yeah.
3: Do you want me to read um, verse seventeen?
2: No, that's okay. Well, you have anything else to say about this?
3: Um. Well, yeah, this is a time where we need to be fasting and uh repenting. You know, when you have the fear of the Lord you you um you you're more compelled I mean, no, you're when you have that fear of the Lord, um, you you are more determined, that's the word <laughs> to I'm sorry, I I am feeling a really strong annoyance right now. <laughs> I'm distracted. <laughs> And um but no, do you just wanna
2: keep going? <laughs> okay, I will. Well, you know <laughs> Thank the other you. thing is the feast of the trumpet is you know it's called the feast of the hidden day too. Um <clears throat> or the feast of uh or or the feast of the day of hiding or the feast of the day of concealment. So you, you know, you you think in that context it's I mean that really directly, you know, to me, relates to the um, the rapture, and 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 I guess you you go back to that Joel um,
3: chapter
2: two fifteen and sixteen. You know, blow the trumpet in Zion and gather the people to assembly, and you know you, you gather everybody together, and uh, you know and, and to me that's a that's you, you can see that the bridegroom and the Bride were hidden away And That's just, uh, you know, because obviously Joel's about the tribulation And um And to me That's, you know, just the the Marriage of the Lamb You know, it's already taken place And they're they're getting ready to come out possibly Yes, amen Um, So, amen Yeah
3: Um should we?
2: Well, why don't we just read uh, Zephaniah 2. I found some interesting things in here as well. It's about the great day of the Lord. Um, Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 14. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hath greatly even the voice of the day of the Lord. The mighty man shall cry bitterly. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness, a day of desolation, a day of darkness, a day of gloominess, a day of clouds, a day of thick darkness, a day of the trumpet and alarm against the ten cities, against the high towers. We read that one earlier, but I mean, you, you look at this and it, there you got it again. You've got the what seems to be the beginning of the tribulation and you've got what's called the day of the trumpet. So you've got some correlations. So if uh, Rosh Hashanah kicks off the day of, you know, kicks off the tribulation period, obviously the rapture is either on that day or before it or something like that, coming up to it. But uh, but it, uh, it 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 does. There's just a lot of correlations between that, and and that's really all I wanted to get into. You know, when it comes to the the feast of the trumpets, because it's you know it, it, when you when you look at this stuff in the break perspective it, it really adds a different light to it um, you, you kind of see things differently and that's one thing that um, that I think we need to do and you know we need to uh, you know keep watching the signs keep watching for what's, what's coming down the pike because it is coming and you, you guys do not want to miss the rapture um, you know you go to Luke uh, chapter 14 it you know, I love that part of the part of the Bible. It it talks about um, you know the wedding banquet where you know essentially you know he sends you know the the king sends his servants out for the for the great wedding banquet and you know a lot of people turn them down because they're either too busy with their lifestyle or their work or relationships and he gets angry and he goes out and finds other people to fill the wedding up and he does it. He fills them all up, and and guess what? You know, that's our that's what's happening for us. We've got this invitation to, to go to the to in the rapture, and we need to make sure that we uh, we accept it, um, stay holy, and stay pure,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and and get prepared because all we're going to do is just you know start seeing things amp up more. Plus, I I did you know went online and was looking at like that Planet X thing and. And there's a there's a guy in you know, Australia who's taking pictures and, and I've seen some pictures from Hawaii. It, it it looks like it's getting bigger now. I'm not. He says he can see it with his naked eye, but you know we've got this thing going through. And and the, also the interesting thing is there's seems to be other stuff behind it too. It's not just a debris field, but there might be like another body coming through. So there might be multiple things coming through. I mean. I, It's a little unclear right now, but, you know, suffice to say, we've got problems coming. And, you know, it's going to continue to cause these earth changes. If you've got a body coming through the solar system and it's going to start pulling on our, um, you know, start pulling on the photonic plates all around the planet, that's why we're getting these earthquakes really ramping up. And, you know, as... Right now, I'm just looking at the earthquakes. There's a whole bunch of new ones right now, kind of in the South Pacific. I know uh, Indonesia got nailed pretty hard today, and uh, the Philippines looks like got nailed. It's, so you've got, it's pretty obvious, the evidence is right there that the earthquakes are coming. And, um, and we need to just be watchful. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes on heaven. That's one thing I know everybody always talks about. Watch, keeping your eyes focused on the Lord. Amen.
3: hmm Being heavenly-minded, it's very important. You know, uh, I, I know that since I've been since I've been pressing into the Lord, I'm and like He's been blessing me with more discernment and more wisdom. I, I look at things from much more of a spiritual perspective now. And since I'm, you know, pressing the Lord and I'm trying to listen to Him and stuff, I. It's just you can't help but not to look at things more from a spiritual perspective. I mean, these. Dad, you you said before too that um you know these this flesh it's like it's like our
0: body
2: suits
3: It's like our earthly suits isn't that what you called it?
0: Yep,
3: earth suit. <laughs> I heard another
2: guy call it an earth suit, and I'm like, well, that kind of it just holds our our spirit, our soul, our are held in here. It's um, like
3: we're walking bags, that walk bags. <laughs> okay.
2: But, okay. but the thing but is, but so you got this body coming through like I've just people, really. People,
3: shouldn't be in distress,
2: so I. Well, it looks like Love My Jesus is saying that the has got seven moons around it. You know, I've, I've seen five, seven, I'm not sure. But, I mean, she's right, you've got this... It's got its own solar system. And it's going to be going through our solar system at the same time, and now it's here, and we're going to start seeing the ramifications of that. So we do need to pray, and we need to uh, we we need to watch out for. Um,
3: and we also need to, yeah, and we also just need to enjoy, like, you know, our our own works that we do for the Lord and, um, you know, how how we glorify him and how we worship him and, you know, how we're working for the Lord. We have to enjoy that, you know. We, we enjoy that. That's what we don't have to. That's what we enjoy doing, you mm-hmm. know. And, um, you know, lately the Lord has been putting on my heart um, to repent for being hasty, kind of like always acting like I'm in a rush and stuff, is that's definitely something that...
2: So you're talking I, more waiting on the Lord kind of
3: thing? And yeah, and being more patient and stuff uh-huh. like that. Like, I I have, I've definitely been kind of rushing and stuff, like, what to do, what to do now, what to do now, and this kind of, it's like, reveal this to me, Lord. It's like, it's just, it doesn't work <laughs> like that, and,
0: right. you know, that's
3: something that I think I, has been put on my heart. To just share with you guys, because there's people out there, other brothers and sisters in Christ that have that same problem, and you know, it's a recent revelation that I got, and it's definitely has blessed me. Like I just, I repent for that when I do my repentance prayers, and you know, even I was just praying right now, and I just, um, you know, I got led to that, that kind of scripture again, uh, in Ecclesiastes. So. Want to read it? Um. Yeah, actually, sure, I could I could read some of it. Um, Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. And Oh, here, I, I forgot to say the chapter and the verse. Um, it's Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 1. Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon earth. Therefore let thy words be a few. For a dream cometh through the multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by a multitude of words. When thou when thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no p- pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou has vowed. <laughs> Better is it that you shouldest not vow and uh than that thou <laughs> shouldest v- vow and not pay. Suffer not not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. <laughs> neither neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at at thy voice and destroy the work of thine hands. For in the multitude of dreams, in many words, there are also divers' vanities. But fear thou, God.
2: Yeah, well, I, that's that's so true, Ashley. It's, um,
3: yeah, so it's definitely something that um, Lord just revealed to me right now.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: So I thought I'd share that with you guys. Hopefully that's, a blessing to, to people out there. You know, we all have to be there for each other as brothers and sisters in Christ in in these times. And you know, when when we're when two come together, God is in the midst of us, right?
2: Amen, amen. Well, well I, in prayer, I mean. I mean, the, the other thing we got to keep in mind too is, you know, like I said when I started the show up, is you know, the Lord's not going to be slack concerning His promise. Um, in other words, he wants everybody to come to repentance. So, in order to do that, he's going to be long-suffering toward all of us, not willing that anybody should perish. So, it's through his his mercy and his grace, this dispensation of grace, that he is waiting to pull as many people in. And and, um, and I, I know uh, the Holy Spirit's got to be working overtime just to pull people in and and, and get everybody spurred up and ready to go to get out of here, to, to get ready for our rescue plan. Because, you know, there, there are days that, you know, you, you get a little weary going, all right, when's it finally going to happen? And, and, you know, I, I just kind of went through a lot of stuff with the Feast of Trumpets, and, and the Feast of Trumpets obviously looks like it's kicking off the tribulation from, from the Hebraic perspective. Now, whether that's the actual day or not, it's yet to be seen Ultimately, they can keep that you know, time frame in your mind, and it's obviously an appointment that the Lord has set way in the past for a future event, and it's, and it's all tied into Jesus's return. So we need to be cognizant of that. And um,
3: the patient in, in spirit is better than the proud in spirit.
2: Exactly. And you know, and, and the other thing is, don't get caught up in you know the things of the world too, because.